Welcome to the Triple Takeover Toycast, a fortnightly podcast about Transformers and other related toy lines from the 80s, 90s, and in this case, post-millennium. Yes, your episode 20 pre-order has finally made it to production. I'm joined as always by my cynical repaints. First up is a man who's more monster munch than ab crunch. It's toy photographer and writer Liam from Toybox Soapbox. I six eyes already laughing. <laughs> oh my God, that killed me. That's so good, it's made my head itch thinking about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and alongside him is the man who's more pun drivel than waist swivel. It's toy photographer, writer, <laughs> and YouTuber six <laughs> And I'm Maz from TF Square One, suffering with all sorts of limited posability. Whether you're listening on Patreon to the early review sample for this episode, or a little later for the full production version, this one's all about the third-party Transformers review scene. Oh. That's right, tonight 3T do 3P. Lads, what's been happening? Uh, are we sure you want to do a, a podcast where it's about <laughs> us doing 3Ps? <laughs> <laughs> Well, with all the slurping of drinks that's been happening before before recording, they might just end up that way. <laughs> dear, oh dear, that absolutely slayed me, that intro, man. Well done. Yeah, that was excellent. So how are you guys? Though? Really, really funny. Yes, all good, thank you. Yeah, really, really, uh, very well, very well. Looking forward to getting stuck into a bit of 3P, 3T, 3P chat. Should be fun. We're not shying away from the controversial topics this month. No, indeed not. We did a whole, whole blooming episode on it, didn't oh, we? Yeah. So. Liam, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm, uh, as you know, taking time out my busy schedule watching Tiger King Season 2 to, to be here tonight. Have you done your homework? Not on the Tiger King, no. <laughs> I've lost my pencil case again. I bought a new, I had to buy a new one from Amazon and it came yesterday. You could just take the contents without a pencil case. You just take a pen. That's the weird thing. I bought a folder and I keep losing the stuff out the folder. And I don't know how. Right. What you need to do is you need to order a triple takeover notepad. <laughs> redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash stationary designs explore, explore. that's it and uh, you won't lose that and if you do lose it whoever picks it up will know about it that's true and get some leggings whilst you're at it yep. do we do stationary can i get can i get one of those rubbers like the 80 star rubbers do we do like stationary do we do do we do station you can do tell we do podcasts i know do exactly. we do episodes that's that's like as big a clangor as oh Maz, have, have you listened to that? <laughs> no, mate, I only did all the editing. I mean, you know, Look, honestly, I, you know me. I like to skim read. <laughs> I think you like to skim live. That's, that's, that's what's more like. That explains how I never understand what's going on. Do we do station? But right, so. you'll like this. There was a bit in Tiger King that I was watching just now that you will actually. I thought of you straight away. So, are you aware of Joe Exotic? Is this yes. mad, absolutely yes. I'm aware of Joe Exotic. mental case, locked up in prison? Thank God. But he was a police officer, and in some, you know, one of those small American towns where there's like three people or whatever. Hmm. And he didn't have a police car, so he made his own. He got a Trans Am, <laughs> and he bolted police lights on the top of it and a police magnet on the side that's of a Trans Am. That's as diaclone as you get, really. <laughs> <laughs> that was like amazing. Like imagine like living out Smokey and the Bandit, but he's the cop. That's weird. <laughs> That's amazing. Right. Well, um, we should also mention that this episode is sponsored by TF Source. That's tfsource.com, your source for Transformers and on point third party Transformers. So uh, certainly have no shortage of references to them in this episode. Definitely not in my case, anyway. Um, a lot of my third party history is tied to them. Uh, we've already mentioned the Redbubble store. Also, I'd like to mention Patreon. So, 6 0, take it away. Yeah, indeed. Well, we have a Patreon at 
youtube.com forward slash triple takeover and there are four glorious tears i'm gonna yeah. keep that going honestly and Absolutely. um yeah, definitely. I definitely am. All the way through to Christmas, at least. And uh, speaking of that, you could, uh, you know, get signed up prior to, to Crimbo and then uh, get yourself some, if you've got time over the holiday season, get listening to some of our exclusive minisodes. There are now nine minisodes as of today. Yeah, are, Seacon is number there. nine, isn't it? Yeah, Seacon's, Seacon's number nine. So yeah, you get, uh, I, I would imagine that that must be in the realm of at least sort of seven or eight hours worth of content across those nine minisodes. I'm guessing, I'm not saying exactly, but uh, you could sign up today, uh, cost you a tenner per month. But we also do, we just uh, loaded a load of uh, deleted scenes from previous episodes up there today as well. And uh, we do early access. So you might be listening to this via early access already if you're already signed up. Uh, and uh, yeah, if not, get yourself on there. That's what I say. And we Fantastic. also have the free episode, don't we? We have one that is available to listen to for That's free. That's right. We did we make did. the cassette combiners minisode available to all. And uh, it's not a lie to say that by doing that, people realized what they were missing and they did then sign up. We've had a bunch of signups after that. We'll run through all the six O's butlers at the end of the episode and, and thank them because we do have more this time. Mm-hmm. We do. It's getting more and more interesting reading that list out at the end. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So today... We are talking about the third-party Transformers review scene. All three of us have been involved in reviewing third-party toys, and in some cases, official toys. Uh, I think Liam's the only person who's done official toy reviews. So we will be talking a little bit about our experiences with... Th- oh, 6 as well. Yeah, no, I have as well, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was the chess piece. Uh, well, I've done official toys. I've done quite a lot. Uh, I've done you know, various masterpieces and whatever over the years. Oh, right. Okay. But I mean, I've done masterpiece reviews as well, like, yeah, I was uh, but, but I didn't have a direct line to Takara or anything. Oh, right. It okay. was through yeah, a yeah, retailer. Yeah. But no, sure, thing. sure, sure. Yeah, through retail, of course, yeah. I mean, everyone knows that Liam was in Hasbro UK's pocket for a while there. So, That's uh, true. <laughs> yes, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. No, I need to dispel that myth. It was through Kapow, wasn't it? So it was through a retailer. That's where it came from. <laughs> but we've definitely all got experience of yeah. working through a, a retailer and doing third-party reviews and, and everything that comes with that. And we'll talk about our experiences with certain third parties, certain third-party toys, and generally just what it's been like to be part of that review scene. And I think maybe it'd be a really good idea if we also talk about how we got into it. I know um, Liam might bring up his download festival story again. <laughs> I think it was download or leave. <laughs> oh, oh, that one. Oh, yeah. I was watching Ice T and Body Count. Oh, That's it. Time. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. Actually, let's start with just a little brief uh, talk about what the review scene involves. Maybe if you're new to the hobby, if uh, you're new to third party toys or Transformers in general, there's quite a few people around who, well, some people want to become what is known as an influencer, although I don't think I ever saw myself as that. I never liked the label, still don't like the label. It's the kind of thing I thought I would do for fun. Yeah, there was some personal gain involved, but it was never to have this feeling that I was dictating to people what they should like or what they shouldn't like or be some kind of massive influence on people's buying habits. Well, I'll tell you what, let's just get into that. Let's, first of all, what does third-party reviewing involve? I think it's uh, it's probably what people imagine, or, or is it? I don't know. It's it's difficult because it's it always it seems to depend on who you speak to. Because I think some people imagine that you're sitting on this like throne of three P riches or something. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's it's actually very unglamorous. Um, I would say it's uh, you know it's a it's I don't want to be all like oh it's such hard graft or I mean it's it's reviewing toys at the end of the day, so it is fun. Um, it's also very frustrating at times when the toys are no good, of course, because you've you've got to really enjoy the toys that you're reviewing to actually have fun with it. Otherwise, it is quite 
um, what's the word? Uh, a bit deflating at times. Like if you're reviewing something that you really don't like, um, and I'm lucky these days that I get to pick and choose what I review. <laughs> so I tend to review things that I like, which is nice. I have had to in the past, you know, review things that are less favorable, and it is it's a bit ugh. Um, but yeah, it just it's it's very simple. It's you know, in our case, we do mostly or have done mostly photography reviews. Obviously, I've been trying my hand at videos and stuff uh, more recently. But uh, you know, whether it's videos or photos, it's just you know, overviewing the toy, uh, giving your opinion on it. Um, and I think most third-party reviewers would tell you that they have a platform to be honest about what it is that they're that they're talking about. Uh, I think that's something that I'm sure is going to come up in discussion a bit today as well. Uh, I would imagine about the whole honesty angle, because I know there's a lot of discussion often about that. Uh, you know, you see you see various discussion online, don't you, about the sort of the quote-unquote integrity of some reviewers. Um, oh, yeah. And, I mean, we'll come on to all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. It, it, I was just going to say, in my experience, I've always had complete free reign to say whatever I want. I've had once, one time only, someone uh, we'll we'll get into you that are later. Jumping ahead into I know like I am. Mate. I know I am. I just asked you what is third party review. Yeah, you just yeah, answer yeah, the yeah. question. I, I've just done a little monologue now. <laughs> I know. So I'll, I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up. But yeah, I've had one one time someone pressed me to to compromise that, and I refused and uh, and didn't do the review. But um, I've had it more than once. I've only had it once. I've only I've had, had it, it more once. than once. Maybe they thought I was easier. Uh, maybe. They just took one look at you, didn't they? I'm now yeah. super excited for these stories. I feel like you've told me them before and I don't remember them. So I'm actually like, Oh, that's Ooh. most unlike you. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, normally you're a stalwart for a station. You need to listen to it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Do we do stationary? Uh, but... <laughs> memory like a steel trap. More like memory like a trap door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's more appropriate. But okay, so what is the third party reviewing? It's very serious reviewing third party toys, isn't it? Just okay, I'll, I'll try Liam. Liam, what's third yeah, party on. reviewing? <laughs> go on, Liam. You take uh, a crack at it. That's dead easy. It's taking lots of pictures of different versions of reflector, isn't it? Masterpiece reflectors. That's basically all it is. Yes, it's it's being doomed to do the same damn <laughs> characters over and over and over. And I've reviewed, I think, five or six masterpiece springers now. I'm trying. I've lost count, man. All in slightly more painful on your fingers ways as well. There's always something you're like, oh god. They actually get better. That's the thing. Yeah. They actually do get better as the years wear on. I mean, like the early ones, some of them. Not even talking about Springer necessarily, but you know, certainly, yeah, like in the question of like reflectors or insecticons or whatever, like you do, they do get better sometimes. You know? So that's <laughs> nice when when you get an improved one on what's gone previously. It's less good when it goes the other way. Yeah. So okay, you, you you've mentioned that you do videos and photography, and but all of us, I think, isn't it fair to say that we all actually started out writing? Yeah, uh, written articles with photo supplements with galleries inside like i remember you know 60 you had your blog liam you had yours 60 you took over from me writing tf source blog yeah i just and i just uh, copied your your trajectory mate i just looked at what you did and was like just you know three or four years behind or whatever that's all so and now you're recycling your own articles from like two three years ago <laughs> i don't think i do that i don't think i do that do i do that i don't, I don't think know. so i don't read them i know i'm sure you don't mate i do i do actually i always check to see if one of my tweets has made it into your list oh uh, okay yeah we well, all do that we're all yeah. waiting for that I normally tell you. I normally tell you. And uh, yeah, it's certainly in my case, it was always written reviews with photographs. And yeah. it's now morphed into that on the super rare occasions that I do engage with it. It's just a gallery. I don't write the reviews anymore. Yeah, third party reviews, getting samples of third party toys, uh, sometimes direct from the third party manufacturer themselves, sometimes uh, from a retailer. 
and then doing a review that showcases the toy uh, with photography, with words, sometimes with video, uh, putting it on a social platform, sharing it, promoting it, and you know, presumably the retailer or the manufacturer would do the same. They don't always. Very rarely, actually. And uh, yeah, so basically telling people about the toy that's coming out. Usually it's um, before the toy is released. With a lot of mine, it was around the time of release. And more recently, if it ever happens, it's after release. So, you know, and obviously that has a different impact depending on when you receive the toy, who else is reviewing it, and uh, you know how much desire there is behind it, what kind of figure it is. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about how we got into that in the first place. Uh, start with you, Liam. What, in third-party reviewing? Yeah, specifically, yeah, third-party reviews. What was the first one you did and how did that happen? How did you make it happen? Uh, okay, so, oh, man, you know what? I actually can't remember. <laughs> Tell no, you what, I... why don't you just pop off and listen to episode whatever <laughs> yeah, it was where you first came up with the story hang on, hang on, come back hang on. and rephrase it. I think it must have been the reflected. I think it would have been Fantoy Spotter. That feels like it, what it would have been third-party-wise. That was before Pandanus for you? Yes, did that that yeah that was way before them. Okay, because that was through TFX Press. What are they called now? Transbridge Omega Lock. Um, mm. They've had so many different names; it's hard to remember. But, Steve um, Slam. St- Steve Slam. Yeah, there's Steve you, you, Slam. You, you always have to be yeah. careful not to write it as TF Sex Press, don't you? <laughs> you got you to watch out for that. I just hear that. Oh, do you remember that old song? Was it Sex Express? Remember that yes. old? Ex- yes. That's how yeah, I yeah. hear their... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look a bit like that. Yeah, but but yeah. So now I think back, that would have it been was my S Express, not Sex Express. That's a different thing. <laughs> that's what the S stands for, isn't it? <laughs> I think you're right though about that pandanus. It was through them because I remember talking to them. Pandanus uh, was through Kapow. Oh, was it? That's right. Yeah, yes, that was was it. Kapow. That's remember how I remember it was later. Yes, I remember talking to Kapow about Pandanus, and they told me that you'd had one, and you'd broken it, hadn't you? So yeah. Got, yeah, I snapped the tail off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They told, and they told me about that. They were like, "Oh, word, word, just one word, just don't snap the tail off." <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Really?" And they were like, "Yeah, no, Liam's already done that." Oh, <laughs> so, the moment that happened, oops. I messaged Andy straight away, and you know, you just feel sick because you're like, "Oh no, what have I done?" This yeah. it, this huge chunky thing with ratchets like this, could this, probably hold up a plane. This four hundred quid toy <laughs> yeah. or whatever that I've been sent. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. And it just snapped in my hand, and it, I, I don't even know how. I don't so know what it goes. It so it goes. I was walking down the stairs at the time. I remember that. I don't know why I was doing that, but. Oh, I've not heard that part of the story before. <laughs> yeah, that's new. <laughs> I'm surprised you could even descend or ascend the stairs holding that thing. Knowing, knowing him, he was probably Kevin McAllistering down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. He was little... riding it down the stairs. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. I was just walking down the stairs, Gav, honest. But yeah, I think the first one would have been Spotter or the Fans Toys Insecticons. It would have been that sort of era of third party. Oh, yeah. Very memorable era. Hmm. Yeah, it's when everything was... Masterpiece was really in its swing, wasn't it? The, yeah, the third that, that's also when the review scene was the most... Um, I wouldn't say vibrant. It's probably too positive a word, but it was the most... Saturated. Busy. It, yes, yeah. saturated, busy, populated. And very photography and writing focus, wasn't it? There was definitely a significant amount of it. Like, if that was your preference, content-wise, you were covered. Yeah. There was uh, there was us. There was uh, Boastful Manfish as well. John mm. Strong was doing them. Remember Morgan's website, Masterforce? That you know, there were plenty of written reviews on there. That was where I did my first review for. Mm. That was the first one. That was Combiner Wars Cyclonus, and that's when I was at download. When I was watching Ice T and Body Count, when he sent mm. me a message asking if I wanted to review a toy. 
Right. There you go. There's the story. In the mud. There it is. There it is. A lot of a lot of the UK folks are on the old yeah. um, photography uh, written reviews, aren't they? That's it. That yeah. Seems to be our our bag. Like that we've sort of ha- you know we've claimed that um, that sort of media, if you like. Whereas actually the the, the Americans and whatever they they kind of go for more for the video reviews typically. Um, whereas you don't, I don't know you don't get that many Brits, do you? Doing the old the old video reviews. Some definitely a couple, but yeah, a couple of notice notable. <laughs> there's a couple of big there's a couple of big ones definitely you know dense I mean? collectibles few yeah few yeah. obviously you know the, but but even then uh, i mean so well these who? days but <laughs> ouch some but sorry but, <laughs> but ben, ben is ben is the obvious one in in terms of the third party scene uh, mm. even few i don't think would say that he was you know trying to keep up date right. up to date as such i remember actually um talking to Thew years ago, very briefly, just because uh, he'd, he'd been sent something. I think it was through TF's, TF's Express. Got to say it right. Uh, and it was um, it was X-Transbot's Andras, their Scourge, when that mm. was first out. And uh, I think I had to pack it up to send to him, if I remember. Yeah, um, like I think I had to send him Fans Toys Bombshell as well, Grenadier. Right, right. But I think then he didn't, review it um because he didn't get time or whatever mm. and i think he was you know he was um not doing it full time at the mm. time that's correct um which i think he does now he's full time but and I, but i think he's never classed himself and you know i'm i'm not trying to speak for him at all i'm just you know this is just what i understand from his sitch is that he's never classed himself as a big third party reviewer as such he no. just he just reviews no, i don't think he, to... he pigeonholed himself that way no either. exactly he's just he just reviews the stuff that he likes right. and, that's, and you know and when he think. likes yeah, and, and and that's good. I think that's because I also think that that is a is an interesting point as well that I'm sure we'll come into is about that doing it because you enjoy it, not because it's like this obligation of being current and you know having to be up to date and all of mm-hmm. that. Which I think I'm very lucky with what I do now because I can, as I say, pretty much review what I want when I want uh, within reason. And that's how you stay sane with it, to be honest. Because I think also, I quite like that it's not predictable what you'll do next. Like okay. you, you did a G1 Star Saber review, and then you know MP52, and then it'll just be something like, oh, well, you know yeah. what? I didn't review this. It's about six months old, but you know, I'm going to do it in my way, and that's quite nice because it it removes the predictability from your channel. That's and if you me. had just been keeping up with everything coming out. It would be like, I guess the next review that's going to land of Fans Toys Spotter is going to be the 601. You know, if, if you take that period of time with your current format and mix them together, that's kind of what it would have been like. Yeah. It, it's it, it, the, the interesting one for me, actually, the, in terms of being first, was um, I got the Fans Hobby Armada Optimus Prime uh, Naval Commander. I got that. I'm sure they just sent out, you know, a load of review samples, what have you. And, and I got mine quite early. Um, and my review went up. I think Pew got his up first, and then mine was the second. I, I was shocked by the difference that made. I got to tell yeah, you, because it imagine. was like immediately just the views. Uh, whereas you don't look at that so much on a written blog. Do you know what I mean? It's not so much about the hits and the clicks and all of that. You do you do look at it, of course. You do see, absolutely, you, do. you know. Yeah. But but on YouTube, it's a real thing because you you know uh, the numbers spike very quickly. And um, that was really interesting, just to see the number just shoot up, literally. And it's to this day, you know, it's still my most viewed video. And mm. I think it was just literally on the grounds of my video went up, yeah. you know, before yeah, it's, it's a big pretty thing. much anybody yeah. else's. So, what was the first one that you reviewed, and how did you get into it? 
well, the first review I did was actually not third party. It was actually a masterpiece. It was MP25 tracks, and I did that for Kapow. Right. Um, so I, I had, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had already done reviews off my own back, and I think mm-hmm. that's that's one thing that a lot of people always they don't so much actually these days. But I remember there was a point I used to get asked a lot, "How do you get into third party reviewing?" And the thing that always struck me was that this is going to say, I'm not being, you know, judgmental or whatever, but a, a lot of the time it was from people that weren't actively doing any reviews themselves. Mm-hmm. And that was what I was used to say is, well, you've, I can only speak from my own personal experience. I'm not an expert. I'm not like, this is the cookie cutter formula to kind of get into the scene or whatever. I'm not, you know, that's not what I'm trying to do. But from my experience, I think it helped that I'd already done a lot of reviews and been publishing them on a blog and, and whatever you know so, so and then kapow and i'd been doing loads of photos and things and kapow reached out actually if i recall how or why but i think it was through facebook that andy from kapow just got in touch with me and was like oh you know would, would you like to do some pictures for us and some reviews and stuff and i was like yeah man of course do you know what i mean and um this, they they sent me a copy of mp25 tracks to review and that went well and then it was make toys gundog and then some other make toy stuff. I think it was their headmasters and bits and bobs, um, or at least the Iron Will, the hardhead. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And then I did some stuff for TFS Express as well. Um, and then actually I got through TFS Express, I got quite a lot of, uh, that was more sort of samples and things, which is what you were saying, Maz. So sometimes it's, you know, it's actual retail copy toys, you know, that are packaged in a box exactly as people get them, you know, through retail or whatever. And then, you know, very often in my experience, not so much now with TS Source, but in the past it has been, uh, you know, just test shots and things. And, you know, obviously I always made a, a point of saying this is a test shot, but that is like, it's whole other, it's like a whole other thing, isn't it? Because it's just like the thing turns up just stuffed in a box with a load of um, packing paper or whatever, uh, just this loose toy. And very often they're a bit knackered or, loose or you know scratch paint and you know you're not necessarily seeing the toy at its best but still uh that was a, that was good you know i just did loads of those reviews and then then got in with tf source that has been great actually tf source have been brilliant uh with me really supportive and you know i'm not just saying that because of uh you know there's there's the sponsors of the pod and all of that that's a good point actually it's kind of the other way around it's because you have established a good relationship with them that it was kind of easy for us to approach them yeah because of yours and my history with them and say well look you know what our content is like you know what quality means to us you would actually not have much trouble putting your name to to sponsoring um content like this podcast yeah they were they were really immediately enthusiastic about it which was great and uh you know obviously that is a good sign of the the relationship that as you say yeah. that we have with them which is really really nice and they and they have been brilliant they've been super supportive and i think uh, we said on a previous um i think when we first mentioned about having a sponsor and that didn't we we said then that, that you know they've never stipulated to me no. once uh the, the the content or any of that that's such a big part of this entire subject right this whole exactly. thing of you've got a big name behind you whether it's a retailer or manufacturer immediately you are in a position to almost have to defend yourself and what you say and what you produce. Or if you're not defending yourself, you are definitely being viewed through a particular lens. You're no longer buying stuff off the shelf with your own money. And then just, it's basically, you can't then have everyone's belief that this is completely just off your own back, no profit involved. 
I'm just telling you what I think about this toy because I like sharing information about toys. You're not automatically going to have everyone's belief and confidence in what you're saying naturally yeah. when your circumstances change. I think that's absolutely, absolutely true. I think you build that up a bit over time if you are candid and honest. Yeah. And, you know, you because, uh, you know, I get a lot of people now saying to me that they trust my opinion and things like that, which is always nice to hear. I a, don't try and sugarcoat things, but I also, I don't try to be excessively negative with things as well. Do you know what I mean? If I am enthusiastically yeah. enjoying something, I will just say, I love this. I think it's yeah. brilliant, you know, and, and I don't look to overly, heavily, harshly nitpick as well, much as I don't look to apologize for flaws. You know, there are toys that I love that I reviewed that I have said. Everyone I, knows you love everything. <laughs> I know it's been said about that. you for years. It has been said about, but again, that, and I, I thought about this recently because someone said, oh, do you ever do, because, you know, I, on my revi uh, video reviews, I often at the end just say toot or boot, you know, is it, yeah. is it a toot or a boot? And someone said, oh, do you ever do boots? And I was like, yeah, actually there have been a few. Do you know what I mean? And I did one recently, uh, an X-Transbots toy, because I, I love X-Transbots and I think they've got some amazing things going on. But that one toy, I just couldn't get on with it. And I was really disappointed. Talking about reviewer style is definitely something we should uh, focus on a little bit later. Sure. I, I wanted to also talk about how I came to this as well, because it's not too different from what you were saying earlier about no cookie cutter formula as to how to get into this. But, but I suppose there is, because if you follow our um, formula, then it was a very direct path in. But maybe that was specific to the time that we got in. So I had spent over a decade writing Transformers articles about G1, about variants, about the history of Transformers and stuff like that. And I had my own websites and I wrote for TF Source blog for years. Uh, I wrote for masterforce.org and I wrote for Morgan's Masterforce website, which is unrelated to the other one. Uh, and I used to write reviews on message boards as well. So the whole third party scene sort of passed me by, the whole modern toy review scene. I was still very much writing about vintage. Uh, but then um, I bought a couple of Masterpiece toys. I think Masterpiece, Sideswipe, and Soundwave were when I really started to get with the program that everyone was on board with. And uh, I started to see the appeal of third-party uh, Masterpiece scale toys like uh, Quakewave was the one the first one really got my attention and Feral Rex a little bit as well, even though it's not Masterpiece. And uh, I was talking to TF Source because I was writing for them at the time. And I said, well, you know, how has everyone else gotten into it? Like, what do I need to do to sort of get samples so that I can access these toys? Because I sure as hell couldn't afford to buy them all off my own, my own back uh, at the time. And it was suggested to me, actually, that uh, I go directly to the manufacturers. So what TF Source did was they hooked me up with the emails of the people that they were talking to. So for MMC, uh, Mastermind Creations, I got a contact. For Fans Toys, I had a contact. Uh, for DX9 and UT, I had a contact. For KFC, I had a contact. So there were people that I would email directly. And it was almost like a job interview. So I told them, well, look, this is my history of work. This is my uh, social media. This is the following I have. This is what I'm known for. And it was slightly awkward because it was a case of tooting my own horn in a way that I've never done in the community. Never once called myself or referred to myself as an expert on anything. Never ever used those words or that um, sentiment. But I kind of had to say things like that to get them to notice I was writing about something that they wouldn't have been looking at. And I said, well, as a result, I've got quite a big readership and I would bring something different to the scene in terms of written material and photographic material that you're not currently seeing with the video reviews and the kind of generation of person who is reviewing this stuff at the time. And it was uh, directly through 
the manufacturers that I got samples. So that had positives and negatives because it meant that um, I didn't get everything. They only sent what they thought would be useful. Sometimes the positive was that it was really early stuff. So I remember getting Scoria after it was in everyone else's hands, but I remember getting some MMC stuff before it had ever reached anybody. So that was super exciting. You got Saw, Fanstoy Saw, quite early, didn't you? I got you? that I re- really early, yeah. So Fanstoy Saw was one of the most exciting out of all of them because it was... Uh, the polystyrene, really, yeah. I remember, yeah. And there were things about the uh, the test shot that were better than the, the final product, which was really interesting. What was amazing to me was that they would be okay with sending me what were supremely expensive products at the time and then letting me keep them uh, after I'd written about them. But with something like Saw, because it was so early and desirable, they insisted that I then pack it up and send it on to Kapow. So Kapow would then distribute it to whoever was doing reviews for them. But actually, the first uh, third-party product I reviewed was Micro Robo, the Black Perceptor from KFC. And I did that for Morgan's Masterforce site. He gave it to me and also Cubex Huff, Cubex, now known as Bad Cube. Uh, He said, just review these, take the toys, they're yours. And... um, do the reviews for my website. So so I did that. And and that's basically how I got into it. I was using my years of writing Transformers articles as a, as a sort of in with these people. But then as a result, when they had decided that it didn't really suit their needs to supply people directly, my supply completely dried up because I wasn't getting them through a retailer. Whereas if I had gotten them through a retailer, and I think I could have done if I wanted TF Source to do that for me eventually, um, it would have been much more regular and I could have picked and choose, chosen what I wanted. Uh, but yeah, that's how I got into it originally. And um, yeah, it was, it was a fascinating time, really. It was so supremely exciting to first get into that. Just the idea that people would send you a free toy that you would then write about, which, and of course I yeah. was writing all the time. I was doing it two, three times a week, staying up till two, 3 a.m. writing. And yeah, so that, that's basically how I got into it. I, I went directly to the third parties themselves. That's very different to my experience because yeah, most of my mine has been done through retailers. There's only a couple of third parties that I have actually dealt with directly um, or needed to, uh, and and I must admit I've been quite thankful for that. Um, but that feeling of getting stuff early that you were describing, certainly in the early days, yeah, I, I totally identify with that. I remember being uh, almost giddy with excitement. I know it sounds so silly to say now, but like, but you know, genuinely not believing my luck when some of the stuff came in early and just being like, you know, look at this, that, that, that you've got that actually there aren't even any real pictures of it on Tinternet or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not one or two bits that I've had that, that hadn't even really been seen. You know, you're the first person that's one of the first, one of the first people that is kind of talking about it or really kind of making it known. And that was, um, yeah, it was a real, a real buzz for sure. Real buzz. That's how I remember it is the excitement of getting something new that, you didn't, you hadn't really seen much before, and that sort of, I don't know, it was a bit like Christmas, you know, when every time they would send one out and it was going around the people. Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but sometimes they would have multiple, and you'd get a choice. You go, you get that one, then Sixo would get another one, and something like that. Yeah, I, I remember comparing comparing samples, you know, between us and with other people as well, because yeah. it was kind of like. Because some of the samples were very different, weren't they? And I think, you know, things like the fans toys insecticons, comparing tolerances and things like that. And, you know, um, but it was it was also fun sending samples between us. And I remember having 
a right old laugh at times. You know, when I mean the the, the running joke may as well get it out of the way because uh, you've you've got a reputation for it already. Uh, was you smiling? You know what I'm going to say, but yeah, was yeah, that yeah. Maz Maz would always break the damn things and then se- and then <laughs> have to send them on. And so I, the number of times I'd get a little note from you saying, "By the way, I have snapped the wing off this, or I have you know, or the arm is broken, or something is wrong." Or the thing is that uh, it wasn't just me. You'd notice it. I know in the fandom, like people were getting them and ruining them. And oh, I was man. thinking like, all right, so, so true. this is how not to transform it. This is how not to do what the instructions tell you. Please be wary of that. And it was almost like this service to break my sample that I couldn't sell the damn thing afterwards. No one wanted it. And uh, I mean, that was another thing, wasn't it? It was, um, it was the fact that you could then decide whether you kept it for your collection or you sold it. I remember in some instances uh, with fans toys, I would send the sample on, but they would then send me a production copy to keep for my collection right. as a, as a result of doing the review. So naturally in the fandom, the reaction would sometimes be, all oh, right, so they're giving you free toys and you're basically just pimping and shilling the toy for them. And that has happened more than once uh, that I have been accused of that. And everyone has been accused of that, I think, who does reviews. It's impossible to avoid that accusation unless you want to go in completely the other direction and just trash everything that's sent to you. So that you, it's like that athlete who was, you know, doping and wanted to make sure no one ever knew. So they came last. So they got found out. <laughs> it's just like, well, what's the point? And uh, yeah, so I never went that way. I was completely honest about the stuff I owned. And actually by being honest, I turned a bunch of third parties off sending stuff to me again. And that was another downside of being directly in contact with third parties. I remember a conversation with MMC when they said, are you sure you want Oculomax artifacts? Because you were very negative about our trailbreaker. And uh, they were a bit wary about sending me anything else. But then they sent me the hoist, the artifacts, and I really liked it. But then they sent me Malum Militia, their Insecticons, which I thought were garbage. And I was very clear about that. Never heard from them again. They literally never sent me another email after mm. that when I when I didn't speak positively about their Insecticon set. Do you guys have any experiences like that? Uh, my, I guess not so much like that, as I say, because most of my work has been done through a retailer. And actually, whether it was... Uh, certainly with TF Source, whether it was Kapow, TF Express, all of them. I remember having conversations with them at the start, all of them, and saying, "Look, you know, I need to be honest in what I write." And and they, but they were all, all of them, very like, "Yes, you absolutely should be. Like, don't you know, don't uh, glorify anything or anything like that." So they were all very candid about it as well, which is good. So I always felt like I had that support. And I, I haven't really had any major negatives in that regard. The, as I say, the only one for me was uh, Ace Collectibles, um, which I remember I got a note from them. They sent me um, a, a couple of figures, actually. It was the uh, hubcap and the cliff jumper, wasn't it? They never sent me their hubcap. They only okay. sent me their their cliff jumper, Tumblr. And yeah. um, it was a dreadful... It was November 2016, exactly five years ago. Ah, there you go. There you go. That was a, a dreadful thing. Yeah, honestly, garbage. I really, That's I really garbage. didn't like it at all. There was no. there was precious little to say about it that was positive. I got the same communication. I got the communication that please be positive about this figure, and I wasn't. And well, they, they, because yeah. they were basically Bad Cube. Uh, I didn't get any more figures from Bad Cube afterwards either, because they right. were unhappy with the fact that I didn't give that tumbler. You didn't miss anything. Positive. 
No, I think I had their um, their warpath as well, and I wasn't particularly fond of that. So that combined with the Tumblr thing put them off me. But, you know, then they came back to me when they had their Sideswipe and Red Alert, and they said, would you like a review sample? And I, it was really funny. I said to them, no, I'm not interested because uh, <laughs> I don't want to deal with, uh, you know, the the fact that people don't like honesty. And I meant that as a direct jibe to them. But it was so funny because the guy said, yeah, the fandom can be really negative. We understand. I was like, Mate, I'm talking about you. So, you know, they didn't even get the fact that it was their previous behavior towards me that put me off taking any future products from them. Mm. I've got to tell you, I mean, I, I actually really enjoyed a lot of Bad Cube stuff. I really liked their Sun Surge. I actually did like their Warpath. I, I know a lot of people don't. I did like it. I, I enjoyed the transformation. I know it was a bit um, full it's on. Divisive. It's divisive. Yeah, it's a divisive toy, and I can see why. It's my most disliked transformation of any toy I've ever Yeah, owned. you really didn't like it, did you? Uh, you really, I love yeah. how it looks in both modes, yeah. and I just it hate it. It looks great. When I, I when I sold it, it was I sold it to you know my friend who lives down the road yeah, on the yeah. proviso that I didn't have to transform it to put it Your back mate. into the box. <laughs> See, I'm not I'm not even telling a word of a lie. I transfer I don't have it anymore. I sold it on because I got the the fans toys one and I and I the, the look and everything. I do prefer it, but um, the I transformed that bad cube warpath many many times for pleasure. I'm not even joking. Like I enjoyed doing it. But that's was what they're like, isn't it? You, you yeah. People fall on different sides of it. Like I loved fans toy sovereign, the Galvatron, but plenty I of hated people transforming. That. Right. I, I loved that thing. Yeah. I, I like the figure. I like fans toy sovereign. Uh, I never transformed mine because oh, I, really I just enjoyed it. I actually have the, uh, the, the, I don't. So I had the test shot of that for years and then I sold it on. And then I got the M version instead. I think the 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 newer one, and I haven't transformed the inversion because oh, I just okay. don't want to. <laughs> but you you were just saying about uh, going through retailers was sort of a different experience. Yeah, I I went through a retailer to get uh, Citizen Stack. That was the KFC, KFC. Ultra Magnus, Ma- their first sort of foray into that masterpiece yeah. kind of thing. And I I basically ended that review by saying I really enjoyed how fun the toy was, but I did not think it was a masterpiece. And uh, because I'd said that, KFC had told TF Source that they no longer wanted to send me any more reviews, review samples. And it took oh. a while before it got to the point where I was told, yeah, you can you can ask for samples again. But I, I don't remember um, getting any more from them at all. I think actually Ditka, the Blitzwing, was the only <laughs> other thing I got. And of all the things to send that Man. they then expected something positive about, I, that I wasn't knew- the one. I knew Ditka was going to come up in conversation tonight. I just, I remember at the time us talking about it because the funniest one, the funniest thing, I'm laughing about it already. I remember cackling. I was, um, I was on holiday. I remember I was on holiday. I had reviewed the thing, Ditka, and because uh, I got an earlier test shot than you that was in a different color. Right. And then I, I was on holiday when you got yours. I remember you posted pictures of it and some douchebag on the internet was like giving you loads of hassle i can't remember why but they were commenting on your pictures and saying and like asking you what you'd done with the color of the thing <laughs> they were insinuating that you changed the color of it in oh, your pictures God. and you, and you were you were that. a bit like how do i respond to this and i yeah. was like i don't know man but they were two different toys they did two different colors of the thing and yep. but you got the kind of I mean, I think you described it as kind of a pooey brown at the time. <laughs> you know I mean, it was like a sort of weird 
huey it was just a weird color that they'd chosen for your copy whereas mine had a really nice tan color and a dark purple and i still well, have that i still they, have that they copy. released that version later on didn't they they released your version. The, the your yours your color scheme was the one that went to retail, right? Whereas, exactly. Whereas, and then yours the came that, much later. No, no, no. They never. Oh, they did never mine. did it. They never did oh, it. No, wow. they never did it. Maybe it's coming soon. Because I still have that test shot, that original one, the dark purple and, and tan mm. one of that toy. And whenever I put it in a picture, inevitably someone will be like, "Oh my god, what version is that?" Because it does look really nice with the it's tan. The six hair uh, version. <laughs> so it's the one that I'm never, never letting go of, just because you know I did think about cobbling them together at one point and creating like a sort of perfect version, if you like. But who's got that kind of time, honestly? And uh, yeah, but it was just funny to me that you were getting such flack for the color of the thing in your photos. That, that's not even the best one, man. The the best one for flack for me was fans' toys, Willy, Willy, Willis. <laughs> oh gosh, Wallace and Gromit, whatever I call it, Gromit, uh, because that thing Willis. was the only was it was just. They it did was call a, it peak fans yeah. toys. It was peak fans toys. Like, oh god, they've done Hound, Mick toys, Gundog, get out of shot. You know. Yeah, that was. That and was I made real... the mistake of saying, "Oh, actually, guys, <laughs> Gundog is quite a lot better." Yeah. Um, and the guy said to me, "Oh, but no, no, I think you've got it wrong. You probably don't have both of them in hand at the same time." I was like, "No, no, here they are in the photo together." Oh well, maybe you were having a tough week that day, and maybe you just had other things on your mind. I was like, "Mate." Yeah, one is better than the other. Yeah, it's like it's not that. It's just this hot garbage. Look, look. Oh, look, the wing mirror fell off. Oh, oh, there goes the tire. Ah, There's another piece. I think I had. I think did I have it after you then? Because I remember when it turned up and bits had just fallen off already. Well, I mean that seems to be the general narrative. Yes, should we go with yes? Yeah. I had it. I had it after Maz, and it was knackered. (laughs) It was honestly. It was knackered out the box. Yeah, it It came with a broken mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was in bad shape. Ditka was the one that ended my run of reviewing third-party toys and getting third-party toys. <laughs> I never even wrote about it because um, I got it from TF Express. The first toy I reviewed from them was um, Fan Project Grenadier. You remember the bombshell? Which uh, I've just fans toys, fans toys Grenadier. Yeah, yeah. That's one which I've just remembered slash googled to find out which the first toy I reviewed was. But um, yeah, so I'd had this conversation with him, and he was. They were telling me that it was. Like like a fans toys product, they were like, oh, it's like a real masterpiece. This is like the best thing they've ever done. So I was like, oh, sounds great. It comes through the post, and I open it, and I stand it up, and I'm looking at it, and I'm, you know, when you like, you're confused because you're expecting something totally different to what's appeared, yes. and I'm, I'm like touching it, and I'm like, this is horrible. And, um, but I'm like, but from the effusive praise they had like sent out, like this is amazing. This is like another step up. We've gone all this all these different leagues above or and all this stuff and you know all the extra QC and all this stuff and I'm just like looking around like expecting Jeremy Beadle to pop out and you know go Beadle's about or Noel Edmonds I'm just so confused but anyway so I stand it there pose it after taking 45 minutes to get it to stand up because it's it was a, a monster to stand up oh. so 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 again the one that I had the the tan colored one the nice one stood it was oh, perfectly here fine. goes the apologist again. Oh, no, uh, everything's just me, fine. <laughs> don't joking, give joking, me that joking, nonsense, joking, honestly. I, I actually, and then I did get the second one, the, the one that you had in hand, and it was very different story. Yeah, there you go. So, but I think the one I had was the same colour as the one you had, Sixo, because I never no, actually took um, photos of it. Cause, um, oh, I think you're right, but you had a different copy. Yeah, but because the reason this ended wasn't just me saying it was but it was. I went out of the room, and before I could take a photo, I heard this crash. <laughs> I remember this, yes. <laughs> yeah. 
And then I came back in confused, thinking like a bookshelf had fallen down or something like that. And I looked around, and it's that toy. It's actually not only has it fallen over, but it's fallen out of, of you know, the little photo tent, the light tent. And the foot has snapped off of all yeah. the things, anything that could break. I remember the tiny, annoyed about that, weren't they? Tiny little foot had snapped off. And yeah, I remember just saying to Alan, oh, this is terrible. This is awful. I'm sending it back. I'll send it back to you. And then after that, he was like, oh, do you want me to send you another one? I went, no, it's all right. That's awful. And then I never heard about any of us again. That was the end. Wait, I do remember that. <laughs> I do remember that because, no, I think it was the same one that Maz had, the colour, I swear, because they, they were going to send it to me. That, so I'd had the original, the the dark purple and tan test shot. I'd had that one, reviewed it. Uh, I thought it was all right, actually. I mean, I, the, the design is hugely flawed. It looks nice in all modes, I would say. Um, but the robot mode was the real kind of killer for me, just the lack of articulation and whatever. But it did stand up, uh, you know, which is kind of a fundamental thing that you want from these toys. But then, um, yeah, they got in touch with me and they said, oh, we, they've actually done another one. They've done a new color. Uh, and I knew about it because I'd, you know, been talking to Maz about the whole <laughs> debacle um, of him being accused of, you know, altering the color of his pictures or whatever. And um, and then, uh, yeah, they said, oh, we're going to send you the sample. Uh, it's with is it's with old toy box soapbox at the moment. And then they got in touch to say, oh, it's been delayed because he's, <laughs> That's he's one way it. of putting it. He's, he's knackered it. He's he's broken the thing. He's broken it. And then they, and then they um yeah they, so they had to get me another another copy. Because you've broken the foot off it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Of all parts, though, it's a tiny foot. Please take this exact same toy you reviewed two months ago, but it's in a different colour, and do this one as well. That's just another well, aspect of the whole thing. So I remember this quite distinctly. So the first test shot, I gave a two out of five. The second test shot, I think I gave a one out of five. Or was it... I can't remember which score it was, but it went backwards. Do you know what I mean? It was, the, And I remember saying, like, I feel a bit, this is, like, a bit unprecedented, but... I'm actually like going down in opinion, although you would expect it to be, you know, closer to production quality or whatever. Because you do make some allowances for tolerances and things. You know, if there's a bit of a loose knee or something on a test shot, you do kind of think, okay, like the, the knee's a little bit loose, but I'm sure they'll sort that. The other knee is tight, for example, yeah. or whatever. But, but you know, when you mention it, it becomes the height of focus for for people who are eager to hear which one they should buy because it was a thing wasn't it like which version should i get or which company should i go for mm, this yeah. one's got a loose knee oh that one's got a funny backpack it's it was a very yeah i mean understandable. It like you were influencing people in a way but it was very easy to say something that you really felt but people would just not want to hear it yeah i to be honest that was more i, I always found if it was a, if it was a negative people actually treated it quite well do you know what i mean there was a couple of times where you know, you had to sort of not over-reg it. Do you know what I mean? You had mm. to, I was always keen to kind of say, like, this is a thing, but actually in context, it's not that bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, the the maybe there's not enough waist swivel or maybe there's not enough this or the backpack's a bit loose or whatever it is. But in the wider context of the overall toy, it's still an enjoyable toy, you know? Yeah, and I was always, course. that was always the way I tried to write was to sort of, to try and frame things, you know, not to just be like, the backpack's loose. This sucks, you know, and and just and be yeah. too hyperbolic about it. And some things just didn't matter to us, you know. No, like, um, I think you can, some you can, hollow spaces on the back of meteor. Yeah, yeah to yeah. some people, that was the absolute deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you need to get this toy in hand. You need to experience it, and then tell me if you actually give a monkeys about that thing that you're never going to lay eyes on. I understand. I think there is a lot of there's a lot that you can 
not forgive in hand, but there's a lot that gets put into context in hand when you handle this stuff and you've actually got it, you know, in front of you. Yeah. There's a lot of quote unquote flaws that sort of get, as I say, just put into put into context a little bit. They just, you know, they they they're, they're in the wider mix of other stuff. Whereas actually, when you're looking at pictures, I do believe this very greatly, honestly, because when you look at pictures, particularly of something you don't own. It's, the flaws are magnified. You know, yes. you're zooming in on it. You're you're red penning it. You know, you're really kind of like angling in on that one um, thing that you perceive to be a real thing. It's it's the you're not actually for- experiencing it, are you? That's right. I think that's a real critical part of it. it. I know it's not third party, but it's the butt flap thing. It's you know with with Ultra Magnus, masterpiece yeah, yeah. Ultra Magnus. Uh, I got fed up with hearing what about that thing. bloody yeah. butt flap. Honestly, prior to the release of that toy, people losing their minds about it. You know, oh god, it's got a butt flap. You know, worst thing ever, and whatever. And um, you know, when you get masterpiece Ultra Magnus in hand, honestly, I mean, maybe it bothers some people, and fair enough if it does. But legitimately, I don't believe it's a problem at all handling that toy there are so many great things to say about it it's such a fantastic experience would it be good if the butt flap folded again i don't know i don't care to be honest like maybe they could have done something with it but they didn't so say la vie that's really interesting that you're talking about something that the fans were or other collectors like us were focusing on and they weren't seeing the bigger picture because sometimes the companies did that with me. Oh, yeah. I received um, a parallax kit from Fans Project to put on Classics Prime. And uh, the whole selling point of this kit was that it was able to transform with the toy and you didn't need to take anything off it. The kit was still on it in robot mode and in truck mode. And it really transformed the look of this thing in both modes. It was really quite impressive. But the, t- the sample that they had sent, they said, all right, there's something wrong with it. Like the arm bit comes off during transformation, but do not mention that. And I was like, well, okay. But, you know, mm. no one else had really reviewed this thing. So I did some pictures and I loved the pictures I took of it. And I remember Steve came around because he had a Henke convoy and I didn't have this toy at the time. So he was like well impressed with this thing as well. And I remember going back to them and saying, all right, so I have to be honest in my review. I will mention that the arm came off, but there are so many other positives about this set that I think it's going to mitigate it completely. And this is going to be a positive review because I really like this thing and the pictures have come out ace. Here are the pictures. Uh, they weren't having it. They're like, nope, just send it back. I was like, well, yeah, no, hang on. You know, I've done the photos. I've yeah. pretty much written the review. Uh, I think it's going to be fine. But they weren't even in the position like, you've done the work and, and there's the toy. That, that's the agreement. They were just like, no, send it back. Don't do the review. Forget about it. Don't release the photos. They just weren't having it. That's mad. So you did all that work and then for nothing? Oh, there was a lot of that, mate. There was a lot yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. It's, it's not, I suppose that's the other thing to comment on about the whole kind of like, what, what is it like to review third-party toys? Because I was going to say there when you were talking about like things coming off and saying not to mention it is one of my all time favorite things that, that comes up with every third party reviews when you mention something like oh this thing broke and they go don't worry that'll be fixed you know by the time it comes out <laughs> so everybody says this in every review every third party mm. review ever it's always I'm sure it won't be like this on the final version right it, yeah yeah do you know what I think I'm guilty of that too I yeah. think I must have I'm, said I'm that sure I've times. done that I'm sure I used to go into every one thinking I'm not going to say that I'm going to find another way to say the same sentiment and every single time I'd end up just writing the same thing because it just made more sense. I would say though in my experience a lot of toys did vary 
yeah. quite widely to their final products. Yes, you know, often often the fi- you know the final product was better. You know, in a lot of you know you could tell it was more polished. Um, you know, versus the test shot, it just felt. I think the the main thing was tolerances, and and that is why you. I think you do hear a lot of people, particularly on YouTube, saying, "Oh, the tolerances will will probably vary or whatever." But it is true, and I think um, you know I had num- numerous test shots that I would say were a little bit on the loose side, like. But you could kind of tell that it's just a toy that has been through the ringer. You know, it's been through presumably you know numerous folks' hands before you, uh, and then you know some of them would. I mean, you know, not to go on about it but some of them you could tell they've been mishandled a little bit not that you're expecting people to treat it with kid gloves because it is a review sample at the end of the day so it should be put through its paces but i know that there were at least one or two at least one one particular reviewer that really went to town on these things and i had a couple of samples after them that looked like they'd been gone out with a hammer honestly it was (laughs) kind of ridiculous like uh, but equally i think you sometimes got stuff and the way it had been packed was not suitable do you know what i mean so it turned up to you um and it wasn't even in bubble wrap or anything i I had a couple of things that had just been literally shoved in a box and off it goes you know half transformed or whatever like so it turns up and it's like half transformed all a mess paint coming off you know loose joints or whatever so it's no surprise to say that actually the final Hmm. retail thing just from a presentation standpoint and and tolerances and all of that was better but there was also i would say at least one example where I preferred the test shot to the final thing. Was that mercenary? Yeah. The was that the shrapnel? Uh, uh, yes. Yes, Fans it was, shrapnel. wasn't it? Franz yeah. shrapnel, mercenary. Yeah. And I remember us talking about it at the time. Because uh, even Spotter, actually, I would say yeah, I found agreed. the test shot mm. easier than the final version, mm. which I just couldn't get on with. The test shot was really okay, but the final retail one was was honestly a bit a bit hateful to transform like it was really arduous on the fingers and whatever but a, a number of those fans toys insecticons i remember uh, and i think mercenary was the ultimate example i remember it just kind of gliding very nicely um you know the the test shot and being quite a pleasure to transform if anything but the final retail one it was like they dialed up the tolerances to the yeah, max yeah, it was like yeah. they'd taken a uh, you know all the joints and everything and just stiffened them and really like ratcheted it as much as possible mm-hmm. and uh it was like trying to transform a brick so yeah, yeah, there were at least that. a couple of times where I remember thinking, "Gosh, you know, the test shot was more fluid." It's funny you use that example because of the three. I think that's the one I had where it kept splitting in half at the waist. Oh, I yes. think that might be the exact same one that I had actually. Yeah, because they I fixed that for it. the final version. <laughs> no, yeah, they fixed like it, it. It was like the screw cap was missing inside or something. Right. Yeah. I, I remember going straight back to them saying, "Do you know this just falls apart at the waist every time you turn turn it?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, won't be like that in the final one." So again, yeah. you know. I think I do remember that. I think I do remember that. But the one you were saying there about having ones that were better, the one that I had was, do you remember X-Transbot's Ollie, the wheelie? Oh, yeah. When they did the V2, like the test shot they sent me was a really early one, so all the uh, plastic parts were different colours and stuff. And that one was great. Like The tolerance was fantastic. The plastic was really good. and Because it had fixed all the stuff from the first one, if you remember the first release. Yeah, yeah. But then when the actual thing came out, it was awful again. It, I genuinely can't figure out what happened from there to there. That's funny because, you know, I, I got um, a second Ollie, never had the first one, or did mm. I? I think I did pick up the, but I think I bought the first one. I think I think that was me, like, as in a customer. And then I got um, a review sample or something, I can't remember, of the second one, uh, and actually really liked it. 
really liked yeah. it and um, enjoyed it a lot. And But I remember writing quite positively about it and saying it is definitely improved. You know, there's some aspects of it that are still dubious, for sure. But on the whole, I mean, it's still now to this day the masterpiece, not wheelie on my shelf. You know, it's still yeah. there. Um, and, you know, I don't transform it a lot, but it's it's still in the collection, you know. Um, but I, I had a couple of people saying to me, get out of town, there's no way that thing's trash, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, if that was a, that was a thing. Sometimes you would get people really vehemently kind of disagreeing with you, yep. um, you know, about what you'd written. And that was always, um, I suppose, understandable to a certain degree, a little bit disheartening at times. Hmm. Uh, actually, the weirdest, if anything, the weirdest was when people, when you wrote something negative, let's say, or not negative, but, you know, critical, and people would leap to the defense of the toy. I've had that quite a few times, it, probably even more, actually. Uh, you know, when you when you say something hmm. and you say, this is yeah. not good. I've had that recently. God, that um, blooming that uh, bumblebee movie optimus prime that third party one um it, which is a very nice looking toy but just no fun to handle the number of comments that i've had from people sticking up for it and saying oh you obviously didn't you know do this right yeah maybe <laughs> you were having a difficult week yeah yeah yeah. people <laughs> people people telling me oh you didn't transform it right or you didn't do this right or you didn't do that right or whatever and i'm like oh yeah okay and at the end of the day i am just a regular human being giving you my opinion on this thing. So if I did miss something in the transformation, it's because the transformation is a f***ing nightmare. Excuse my language, do you know what I mean? You let someone bleep me out later. But it, it's, it was awful, do you know what I mean? So little fun to do. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be critiqued about, oh, I missed this, that, or the other, do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I'm just, you know, I'm not an expert with these things. You, you get the toy, you go through the motions with it, if you do miss something, it's because I don't know. It's it's not good. Do you know what I mean? It's not a good product or whatever. That's the thing. So yeah. you you know you can only you can only do your best with it. Yeah. It was such a tough balance between well, it wasn't even a balance it because you, I didn't try to balance it. It was just this is what I think of it, and then you would deal with a reaction from well, maybe no reaction from a retailer or a manufacturer. I had reactions from manufacturers, and then there'd be the fandom reaction. Like I found Make Toys items brilliant. I loved Make Toys stuff, yeah. and I was super excited about getting it. But I had, I had so much drama with Make Toys. And the thing is, the reason I got in with Make Toys to get stuff was because I realized I knew the guy responsible for their marketing from years ago in G1 and Diaclone collecting. So I realized that I was like, dude, you know, it's been a long time. Let's talk. Uh, you know, give me some toys. And uh, I remember um, getting Pandanus, you know, the big Scorponok. And saying, um, well, I you, you do realize like it's got two left arms and the other one's just reversed. You know, that's, that's what you've done. Uh, yeah, don't mention that. Yeah, but it's really obvious. Don't mention that. All right. You know, you've done the same thing on Utopia. Don't mention that. All right, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I won't say anything. Um, they sent me the visualizers while I was on holiday. I came back and reviewed it and they said, yeah, we do want to send you more stuff. But you did take quite some time to get that review up. I was like, it, it was two weeks. It was two weeks and I was away and you knew I was away. And that was a, a really weird relationship, um, which didn't help us when Galaxy Meteor happened because oh, we got yeah. Galaxy Meteor as a review sample, as a toy that was available to buy at TF Nation and people bought it there. I got my review sample a week after that when I came back to Iceland, reviewed it, loved it. And I remember Sixo loved it. And I think- Well, I bought, I bought mine at TFM. 
That was the first time I met you, was that day it when was. you bought it. Because we were oh at the table God. when you were opening it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I saw your first impressions of it, and yeah. I was when you passing it around the table, and it was like, wow, I remember going up to you in the bar and being like, are you Liam? Do you know what I mean? And you, and you yeah. looked, because um, I think you were you were wandering around with a little plastic bag of Armada <laughs> toys. <laughs> little carry uh, bag. Looking, yeah, a little bit, looking a little bit lost, just like, well, what's going on? <laughs> so, Someone, yeah, exactly. Someone had come up and uh, and handed you a bag of Armada toys. And I remember you saying to me, like, I've got this bag of Armada. Uh, oh, you didn't even know what it was. I remember you saying, I've got this bag of toys. I don't know what it is. You know so that I reaction know? was genuine. Everyone who handled that toy was impressed. Yeah. And then, of it course. It made me what, buy it. That's yeah. why I bought it. Oh, wow. okay. that, that it's a great toy. And then they cancelled it. And they was like, yeah. we're not going to make it. I've got a picture of you in the bar somewhere, Maz, posing it. And there's like about 10 people stood around I was just making it do the run it. wasn't I you were making it do the run yeah. and you were posing it on one of the little low tables in the bar yeah, yeah. And, and genuinely people were looking at it going wow this yeah, is glorious. amazing it's, it's wonderful it, everybody that saw it loved it uh, but I bought it at TFN I loved it that I saw that they had a little sample on the yeah. um, convention table and I made that I, one do the run too <laughs> yeah I, I had about one minute with it and I was like that's it I'm getting it do yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. I, I'm you know, it, it was doesn't fit good. in my collection, yeah. but I loved it. Absolutely yeah, it loved was, it. It was that good. But, but of yes. course, then they said that they weren't going to release it. And we yeah. were like, whoa, whoa. We've, you know, there will be a market for this toy. I, I still, to this day, don't know if that was a stunt they pulled or, or what it was. But Maybe we it was. then got accused of being part of this hype train for this toy, which they then canceled and built up a massive uh desire because people suddenly realized they couldn't have it of course then you know maybe inadvisably we went and did this whole hashtag get make toys made thing to say well look if everyone shows interest they're going to make this toy and you're going to be able to own it it's all right for us we have it already but you should really know how good this thing is yeah that was it i think it was it just i remember the conversation about it you and i chatting and just being like it's a real shame that there's this really, really nice toy that we both really like that they're not going to make. Mm. And, and I remember us saying, "What? let's just have a bit of fun with it and just yeah. see, you know, and it, and it wasn't like a, I don't know, it wasn't a thing. It was just like a bit of, it was a laugh. It was like yeah, a- that, I think that was the one time we felt like, well, let's just see, can we have an effect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? it, was, it was just like a, if this gets made and, you know, and, and maybe we have had some positive influence or whatever, great. If it doesn't, Oh well, do you know what I mean? No one's any worse yeah. off. It was just like a, you know, it was supposed to be like a fun thing, and and most people were really on board with it. But I remember there was some really negative reaction um, from some quite vocal corners, which has all been ironed out since. So it's all fine. I'm not interested. Yeah, I went in, on their podcast, know. didn't I? Well, you did. Yeah, yeah, squashed yeah. the beef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a that was an interesting one. But I remember there was there was some real um, surprisingly surprisingly strong reaction to it. Yeah. Uh, calling us, you know, a bunch of shills. Um, mm. You know, th- these these photographers that are, are going, you know, going off on one and clearly in the pocket of make toys, and it's all shady. And you know, what are they up to? What's their motives? And all of this. And it was like, well, the motive is I bought and paid for a toy that I really, really liked. I saw it in hand, bought it with my own money, I might add, uh, in this case, and uh, really liked it. Decided then that it was a shame that they weren't going to make it and thought I'd have a bit of a laugh on the internet and see if I could help to get it made. That was literally the end of it. Um, so it was a bit of a weird one to suddenly be accused of all kinds. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that that I remember just being a bit baffled by because it was kind of like, where's, where's this feeling coming from? Do you know what I mean? This reaction, I, I don't know. It was a weird one for me, for sure. 
It's crazy when you think that's over toys as well. Like how how se- how serious that became. Like how it no, blew I up. Got, I got, oh I no, no! Yeah. Third party reviews is serious business. It's mad business with a Z. S- lots of serious Zs. without any vowels. But serious you know what? I, I I just remember thinking, you know what, man? Mm. I got I got other things going on in my life. I don't need this. No, you, you don't. Shut I mean? up! Stop claiming that. We know <laughs> it's true. Okay. What are you joking about, mate? I'd let, you know. We've seen your third party review pile. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The old uh, the old throne of riches, aka his house. Yeah, uh, but you know it's it. It was just a mad one, as you said. It's toys at the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? And and I think that is the reality. Is with all of this, is that it might seem, I don't know, it might seem which way or whatever. I don't know, but it's toys. That's the thing. It's it's adults reviewing toys. It's nothing more than that. It's not that glamorous or anything. It's just literally grown adults giving their opinion on toys and then you get other third parties who are just an absolute dream to work with and i have to mention fans hobby because they are the only third party company that i still keep in touch with sometimes it's just to say to them man you guys put out some beautiful stuff and they'll be like you know we really love your photos you don't have to write a review but just really love you to do some photos because you're creative here take this and i love working with them they never pester. They're never like, hey, have you done it yet? Hey, have you done it? And bless them, they tried to get me. I can't remember. I think it was Powerbase. So they tried to get me that before anyone else. But Icelandic Customs made damn sure that didn't happen. So, you know, they tried. I got it when I did and, you know, did my review. Had great fun doing their Overlord, their Double Evil, which is no, a spectacular a Fantastic figure. toy. Uh, virtually everything I've had from them has been fun. Like those uh, monster bots were outrageously good. Mm. The whole gunfighter thing with getting um, Jeff Senior to sign the trailer—superb, amazing, amazing. Only they would have been fun enough to pursue that the way they did with with such a degree of humility as well. That is one thing that I really admire about them is that more than they, they take big risks, they take big gambles with the stuff that they put out. More than some third parties, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, you know, not that other product isn't exciting. It is. It's just that they have a way of doing something truly offbeat, quirky, unusual. You know, nobody, actually, as it turns out, probably quite a few people really, really wanted uh, a masterpiece-styled G2 Laser Optimus. Mm. But, you know, only they could have done it in the really supreme way that they did with this wonking great trailer, which, can I say, has tons of play value. It's so true to the original, isn't it? It's incredible. It's, It's exactly what you would want it to be, in, in that it's just like a, a really massive, oversized, but supremely fun and still its own thing version of the original toy. Right. So you can own both and th- and that's still good. Even the cab yeah. subscribes to that philosophy. Yes. And it's simple to transform. Yeah. It doesn't take you an hour. You know, it, it it takes five minutes. And and I I really admire that uh, their stuff for that. But even, you know, you can see that they're really trying to evolve their designs. The stuff in like their Armada Prime and things like that, that is just really, really clever, just how it works. Mm. And they don't always get everything right, of course. But actually, I will say as well that they're one company that I think is very happy for you to be, uh, you know, they're, they're one of my uh, few actual direct dealings, if you like, mm. um, not through a retailer. And uh, they have always been very supportive and would encourage you to be honest. I remember actually with Armada Prime, because I think Pew had some cracking on the chest on the red plastic. And then obviously it, it went to retail and I think quite a few people had the same issue. Um, but they were really upfront about it. And and when I spoke to them, they said, have you had it? Have you had the, the same problem? Uh, and they actually mentioned, you know, Pew's had this issue. Uh, and I was like, no, not on my copy. It's, it seems to be fine, but obviously I'll take care of it and, and see how it goes. Um, but they were really like, oh, if it happens, just mention it. 
in the review. It's fine. Do you know what I mean? They were like, yeah, yeah. We'd, you know, we'd, they they are very good, I think, about being upfront about stuff. And they went to town on trying to fix that for people and get, you know, they sent out. I mean, they sent. Um, they actually did send me some replacement parts in the end. I've got them here and I haven't used them because I haven't needed to. But they've, you know, they sent out basically like a whole almost replacement figure for the smaller robot, you know, because they were just like, you know, you could see with people they were really trying to make sure that they were happy. Um, so, yeah, yeah. All, all credit to them. They've, they've they were really, really fast in sending me a replacement part for when Athena broke. Right. Yeah. They've got a great attitude. I think of all the rainbow of 3P companies I've dealt with, there's a reason they've stood the test of time in my affections and, and the, the any sort of patience I have for that scene, considering how far my collecting has moved away from that that area of collecting, but I still want to have their product. And even though I have their ace hitter, their go shooter here, I've had it for a couple of weeks now. I haven't opened it yet. I haven't felt the desire to engage with it because I've moved away from enjoying third-party transformations and intricate masterpiece-style figures uh, but, you know, they haven't complained. And whenever I do the photos, however many I do, they will be grateful. I think they have the perfect attitude. I, I doubt there's anyone in the fandom who views them cynically the way that a lot of third-party companies are rightfully viewed, some of them. But these guys, for me, without a shadow of doubt, are the best. This segment was brought to you by Fans Hobby. Yeah, Damn straight. <laughs> if they're so good. Can they send me some free toys, please? Are you guys getting all these free toys? I get nothing over here. Free toys. The Transformers will return after these messages. Right, well, it's that time of the episode where we talk about uh, TF Source, our sponsor, as we've already mentioned, and uh, very topical today because it's all about third-party toys, isn't it? And uh, I'm just having a look at what they've got in stock right now, tfsource.com, loads of stuff. Uh, still a lot of X-Transbots going on there, uh, which we mentioned, I think, last time and said, you know, they've got like a about a billion pre-orders out at the moment. So lots of exciting stuff yeah, there. And there's more since, like now there's a bunch of skids. Mm. Yeah, there's loads of skids, 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 loads of them. They've got, it's really quite exciting, actually, because they're doing a couple of versions that I'm not sure will get made in you know, from the from the masterpiece skids, the official mold. So mm. it'll be exciting to see. But they've done like the black one and things like that, and both yeah. red versions. Yeah, red turbo. So, yeah, I can see that. yeah, red turbo, not red turbo. Uh, do you know what has just caught my eye on TF Source? Scrolling down, is it a toilet? It's not a toilet, Bartley. And don't get too <laughs> excited, mate. Yeah, oh, I can hardly contain myself. <laughs> yeah, you're looking a bit flushed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we have to put the lid on this, aren't we? Yeah, there you go. Scrolling down a little bit, they've got TFC Poseidon uh, listed oh. for sale, which, of course, not everybody will have heard, but we were just talking about it in our recent mini-sode. But we did talk about that TFC Poseidon a bit, didn't we, and said... Is it being reissued? I think it must be. I think it must be, because it's up for pre-order. So it can't just be that they've got some new stock in or whatever. It looks like it's probably a, probably a reissue. But yeah, there's some other exciting stuff. What's caught your eyes at the moment? I'm looking at that um, Transart Four Forms Commander, the Optimal Optimus, because it's no right. secret that I've started really paying attention to Optimal Optimus, the vintage one, since we did the Beast Wars episode. So I, I still, from time to time, look at the eBay listings to see if there's a, a nice sealed one for an affordable price that I could not buy, but be sad about not <laughs> buying. And uh, the, I think it was the perfect effect Gorilla was something we once considered getting you for your birthday, and that was tremendous looking. And yeah, uh, I know nice you toy. like some of the Transart products that you've gotten recently, so that looks interesting to me. And on the same row, we have R49 Mentis, 
which Mastermind Creations have gotten around to doing a rung. Now, while I have said in the episode that some of their stuff I wasn't keen on, what they really did nail was those uh, more than meets the eye figures that they made. Their uh, DJD figures were cracking. And uh, that rung looks super nice. Cracking in a good way, right? Yes. Yeah. No, I never cracked them. <laughs> I, I actually, and I don't know if you'll thank me for, for saying this, but I showed James Roberts at the pub. He'd come out with us after a pub signing. Uh, sorry, a comic book signing. He didn't do the signing in the pub. Not pub everything signing. happens in the pub. Just signing pint glasses. In. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we basically have mini toy conventions in the yeah, pub. So, correct. Uh, absolutely know. correct. Yeah. So the Cynicus, which was, um, do you know what? I've actually forgotten what Cynicus's in-universe name was. Do you remember, Liam? Was he the one that turns into a gun? No, the chair. Ch- Chairtron? Uh... <laughs> sure, let's go with Chairtron. So... Backrest. <laughs> Lazy boy. Yeah. Neck pillow. <laughs> I can't believe I don't remember his name. Lumbar uh... support. Well, anyway, I, sh- I showed him that guy, and uh, he was well impressed. And it was, you know, if you can impress the creator of the character... It's really saying something, and that rung looks pretty damn good. I have their Thunder Clash, and that's fantastic. It's also from that more than meets the eye sort of style. Mm. Do you know what's really caught my eye? Is uh, talking about uh, old Mastermind Creations. Is their Ocular Max Generation Two Combaticons, which look superb. Cannot wait for those. Really, really oh, very excited. I would have loved to have got that. You know, the original set. Mm. I've only handled the onslaught, and that was amazing. But the first yeah. time I saw that, I thought it looked great. It just the st- the style of those toys just looks wonderful. It's really nice. Yeah, they're not um not without their their faults as a, as an overall set. Do you know what I mean? In, in the combined mode or whatever. I mean, I've done videos on all of this, but the the Probus actually the Brawl is about as near to a perfect third party figure as I think I've come. Honestly, it's so good. Really impressed with that. And looking at it now, a little picture of it in the Generation Two you know sort of vibrant purple and like neon green i just the camo camo green i just cannot wait for it sounds like it's gonna be a big bad dudicus <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah i have to do the rap i've got to put this correction in before we get a slew of messages slaying me for this cynicus was actually voss was the gun guy it's chaos he was the gun guy chaos hey. An- anarchus is the one i showed james so uh chaos that turned into the chair was called anarchus and he thought that was brilliant and it was brilliant. So they sh- we should listen to Liam then. He said it was the gun. Yeah, man. Liam, the font of knowledge. And you were dissing my memory earlier. That oh, Cynicus broke that. in four places. <laughs> I got four replacement parts on it. Bless them, they sent them out every time. It doesn't sound like it's made you too cynical, though. Go away. <laughs> well, sometimes anyway. I just amuse myself. Sorry. <laughs> That's uh, that's our sponsor segment. So there you go. You can find all of this and more. We're not doing this right, are we? We're, just, we're not doing this right, are we? <laughs> yeah, I, I think yes. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of uh, polish to be uh, to be had on it, but never mind. Uh, but we talked about the toys, and it's all good. And there are lots and lots of nice toys on tfsource.com. So do check them out for all your transformers and third party needs. We now return to the transformers. So we've talked about um, dealing with third-party companies, what third-party reviewing is like. We've talked a little bit about our anecdotes of the of the scene and of reaction from fans, a few choice examples. But one thing I felt never really made it across properly to everyone was the actual practical activity and work involved in reviewing these products and how it was never 
getting free toys and therefore one should not complain about anything. I never quite managed to communicate what this was like. So I feel like this is our opportunity to really express um, what this experience is like for us, how much time it took. And I always used to talk about it as if you take the value of the toy I've received for free, calculate how much time I've spent producing this review and then convert it to an hourly rate really not a profitable exercise i could have just done something else for more cash if it was about that and just bought the toy so it is absolutely not that so i want to hear your experience of what was it like to review third-party toys so liam can you just talk us through like getting one through the post what's your process or what was your process um it would come through the post i would open it and i just play with it i think that that was always my process is just play with it for a little bit like i remember getting do you remember gt jazz it was the sort of right. modern yes. masterpiece style. And that's one of the, one of the favorite third-party toys I ever owned or reviewed. But I didn't get to keep that one. I had to send it to someone the next day. So it was, you know, I don't know if you remember what it was like sometimes when you had to send it on, but hmm. there was a lot of time pressure. Right. And so in that case, like, it just played with it for a couple of hours just to kind of get a feel for what you can do with it and then spend far too many hours taking photos of something for essentially nothing. That's what I mean. Like I remember, there are times when stuff's come, and I've had to have the galleries done by the next day because I said I would, and you end up just staying up for the entire night doing it, like through mm. like six, seven, eight hours of just constantly taking photos and editing photos. And so you didn't get to keep the toy in that case. No. So what was the? Why did you do that then? Um, just because it sounded like a lark, didn't it? It's just fun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> No, it's just fun getting to experience that toy and it, it looked so good. And at that point, I don't think there'd been that many photos of it. So it was quite exciting to be on the inside a little bit and have mm. the inside track. And it did make me go out and buy it afterwards because I enjoyed it that much. But it was just so much fun. Sometimes it was really fun when the toy was really good like that. And then there were other times like with some of the fans toys where that excitement wore off quite quickly and it felt like more of a battle. You know, sometimes when you're trying to get poses out of things and no matter what you do, it just doesn't look right. And then you start to feel like it is work rather than fun. And, you know, you know me, all this stuff's always just fun to me. And so sometimes when it crept over that, I start to resent it a little bit. So what was your experience like? Yeah, a lot of that rings true for me as well. Um, I think I think the first thing to say, I guess, is that there's no one experience. There's no, do you know what I mean? It's no, there's no uniform experience with this stuff because as Liam has already sort of indicated, um, you know, sometimes you get to keep the thing, sometimes not, very often not um actually and so the the sort of perception of like you know even getting free toys or whatever is actually a bit of a misnomer because very often you don't get a free toy <laughs> at the end yeah. of it you know you get to spend some time with the thing and then you got to ship it off to someone else and if you really like it you are a bit kind of like hmm, okay do you know what i mean <laughs> that's done then that was the one where i felt genuinely sad shipping it back the that, right. i think that's the only one where i was i was really sad to see it go because i didn't feel like i had it long enough yeah, 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 100%. And um, yeah, I mean, very often you don't get a lot of time with it as well, because if you are sending it onto someone else, that was certainly my experience, was that there was a huge time pressure, uh, you know, with some of them, where it was almost like you were getting told, okay, it needs to be posted on this day, you know, and you've, you've not even got it in hand yet. So you're kind of like, well, cool, do you know what I mean? But how long is it going to take me to take? And these these are things that are, you know, complicated transformations. You've got to get your head around all the features and get all the pictures done. And as you guys both know, and I'm sure plenty of people out there will appreciate, you know, galleries like that, particularly where you're looking to do in-depth 
uh, review photography, you know, and you're trying to showcase all the features and whatever, it doesn't just happen at the click of a finger. You know, it's not just a couple of clicks of a camera phone and, and you're off, you know, not the, the style that, you know, we're trying to do or whatever anyway. Um, so I, I, I don't know, but in some ways, and I say this earnestly, I am also, and this is true even now, actually, even after years of doing this, I maintain I am my own worst enemy because, you know, there is it is possible to do this a lot quicker than what I do, certainly, or what, you know, probably all of us do here, um, in that you can just kind of get the thing in, you know, whack out a review. Certainly with you know, videos whatever. now that you yeah, do. Yeah, 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 right, exactly. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because that's a style, that's a choice, you know, whatever. It's just something in my brain won't allow me to do that. It won't allow me to just knock something out and, you know, I, I have to be happy with the product that I'm putting out and I have to be proud of it and I have to be, I have to enjoy the process of doing it as well. Otherwise, what is the point? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it would be silly otherwise. So th- there's something just in my brain that won't allow me to half-ass this stuff. That's the thing. And so I am my own worst enemy in a good way, but also in a, a sometimes, you know, <laughs> a, a difficult way because it just means that I can spend too long on these things you know, and too long on reviews, too long on photos, because, and, and I, you know, I say that I've got examples, you know, where you do, you do, like you said, Liam, you know, you're up through the night, you know, into the wee hours doing it, but then actually you look at it and you think, well, I'm not happy with a couple of these pictures. I'm going to retake them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, get it all out again and start again. And, you know, I've definitely done that more than a few times. Uh, same oh, with the man. videos now, you know, it's, I'm a, I'm a bugger for redoing stuff because I'm not happy with it, you know? Yeah, it's not third party, but when I was doing those Earthrise grapple photos, I don't know if you remember because we did, were chatting, yeah. a, we were chatting a lot, and I'd spent hours taking these photos, and I thought they looked great and stuff. And then I'd, I made that one choice. I was like, "Hmm, I wonder if I might try yes. using RAW to shoot with." And then I, I was remember. so shocked by the difference. I then had to just delete them all and take them all again. And you know, when you can't do it the same, so you end up yep. taking completely different shots and. I remember I was up till seven in the morning doing those because, but I got lost in it because I was enjoying it so much, but it was all that one choice and then it just escalated one thing, all that work out the window. hundred percent. My, my biggest learning, I think with all of this has just been to know when it's time to ship it. Do you know what I mean? When it's time to ship the the finished article, video, whatever, and, and to just like stop trying to perfect it almost in my own brain. But that's just for me. That's not, that's not, for anybody else necessarily that's just because i like paying attention to those sorts of things you know uh even having said that it sounds silly because now i look back at stuff that i did five six years ago and i cringe do you know what i mean because of just you do kind of hope to evolve everything as well don't you but yeah often it was um you know toys that you don't necessarily get a lot of hands-on time with it's different for me now i get a lot more time now to kind of go over you know over everything and actually get a kind of more measured opinion whereas with test shots and stuff coming in because they want you to ship it to someone else it can all be very quick um quick turnaround it's not glamorous at all uh i remember as much as i always i say always mostly enjoyed it um and it is fun larking about with toys it is fun it's also hugely frustrating at times you know things are not going to plan so if you're trying to you know get as you said liam trying to get a particular you know, some particular pictures out of a third party toy and it won't stand up. That is hugely frustrating. I can't even tell you. Or trying to transform the things with no instructions because there's no you know, there's literally nothing to tell you how to transform them. 
bloody thing, you know, and you're trying to figure it out and it's cut your finger and you're just like, you know, or if you, you've lost a nail or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's, it is, um, it is frustrating at times for sure. I've had many, many evenings, you know, where we're trying to watch a film or something and I'm trying to like at the same time, trying to figure out how to, you know, contract the legs on a third party toy and things like that. And my wife's like, God, that thing looks no fun. And I'm like, no, you are not wrong. Uh, you know, so it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a funny old business. And, yeah. and as for why I do it, it's, it's what you said, Liam, it's a lark, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not the, 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 any kind of perception that there's some kind of monetary game with this, unless you're sponsored by, uh, by a retailer, which is very unusual, very, very unusual, unless you are in some capacity, it's no, there's no, there's no money to be made out of doing this. It's not, you know, you could go and get X, Y, Z job and, and it would pay better. So yeah, that, you know. that is a fact. That is definitely a fact. Okay. Do you mind if I share my experience a little bit? Of course. I'll go for it. And this is very key. What you said about setting expectations at the beginning, deciding what you want to get out of it and why you're doing it. I was already writing loads for Tia Source at the time and writing Transformers stuff was my I wouldn't say second job, but it was, it took up so much time as a hobby for me after my regular job and family stuff. That's why I was always up late because it was after like my daughter had gone to sleep. Um, you know, maybe sometimes after my wife had gone to sleep as well, I would then do my hobby stuff, taking photos, writing articles about things I wanted to for TF Source, for myself as well, my own blog. And uh, I did kind of want to be a bit more relevant than the very one dimensional stuff I was writing about. And uh, it was TF Source who suggested, well, you know, have you thought about doing, third-party stuff as well. And that's how they introduced me to these companies to write. So this was a challenge for me. I remember I did stipulate to those third parties at the start, uh, one of the ways I want this to work is that I would get to keep the toy. And if you're okay with that, then let's let's talk about how this will work, You know, when you'll send me stuff. And I think pretty much all of them agreed to that. So I did have that as one thing. I didn't want to receive items and I was spending two to three hours taking photographs and editing them. And this was even before my current digital camera improvements. And then I would write articles, massive long reviews that would take me between four and eight hours to do. And then I would spend all that time posting on forums, replying to questions, doing it on my own social media. So if you were to take the number of hours that were involved in producing one review and its gallery and, you know, you divided the price of the toy by those hours, the rate that I was actually ending up earning, if you want to call it earning by doing that, was pitiful. So when people were getting funny with me for trying to sell these items on afterwards when I didn't want them in my collection, and they were saying, yeah, but you got that free, how can you then ask for a little bit below market value? Because you know sometimes the stuff I had didn't have packaging. It wasn't complete. It wasn't finished. Uh, it was a bit irksome for me. I was thinking, well, you don't realize how much work has gone into this. It was work. I finished a nine to five job, sometimes coming home, marking assignments or whatever it was. Then, you know, I wanted family time. Then I'd work. I remember with Pandanus, I was up till 3, 4 a.m. finishing that review to the point where I actually forgot to submit my application for the job I currently have here in Iceland. I totally forgot to do it. And I went to bed at 3 a.m., my wife said to me in the morning, did you remember to apply for the job? I was like, oh my God, no, I missed the deadline. But luckily I knew someone at the company, so I was able to submit my application and still be considered. But it took up enormous amounts of time. And I do remember when the samples were coming one after the other, 
it actually became quite difficult to keep up with the workload, especially as I had article slots I had to meet every week, like it was Tuesday when I would publish an article on TF Source, and that became quite difficult. So it was definitely something that you had to be passionate about because it was not easy. And it's like you said, Sixo, there's a standard that you want to meet. And mm. in a scene where everyone was doing video reviews, to be someone writing written material with photographs and still trying to get people's attention was supremely difficult. It had to be of a particular quality so that people would actually bother to read it. You know, I had to go all out with photos compared to G1, photos compared to cartoons and everything, every single accessory, couldn't miss a beat. And they would always be out after video reviews. So there had to be something yeah. about them that kept people reading them. And obviously being on a TF Source platform was very helpful extremely grateful that they would actually want me to do that but uh, yeah i found it to be heavy work enjoyable work and uh, of course when other people started doing it and doing it really well like yourself companies would be like is there any way you could improve your photography you know is there any way you could try and be a bit more like sixo or be a bit more like um i guess unim studios and people like that and so you know, that forced me to improve. And I remember coming to you and say, well, you know, what do you suggest? How can I improve my photographs? You know, you said, you know, get a digital SLR, you know, shoot in raw, do this kind of stuff, use Lightroom. So it was responsible for that too. But all of this was work. No two ways about it. It was a massive investment of time and energy and effort for fun, for toys, for a hobby that I love, but it was exhausting. Mm, I, I, I do totally know what you mean. I would say that... Um my philosophy on it was always that I needed to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I tried not to think about, yeah, hourly rates or any of that kind of stuff. I just tried to approach it. No, I mean, it I never a... calculated whether I was going to do something based sure. on hourly rate. That conversation only ever came out when people said, oh, you're, but you're getting toys for free. I was like, no, yeah, hang yeah, on a minute. Yeah, yeah, there is yeah. work. The, 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 reaction, the reaction from people, as we've already kind of indicated, it was, it was a weird one at times, for sure. Um, and, and, but, you know, that, it's worth saying as well that a lot of people were very supportive and mm. very positive. And I, and I think that's the bit that I like to, to, to try and remember, but yes, there was definitely, uh, as we've already kind of said, you know, there's definitely a few, a few run-ins, a few choice mm. um, opinions or reactions from people. And, and I suppose what just stands out about that is that it's often completely disingenuous or completely ill-informed, you know, and, and people are sort of, accusing you of things you know you, you you hear it and you just think well that's not even factual so what you know it's it's very bizarre I, I think it just comes back to it's hard to really kind of put into words but there's clearly an impression that people build up in their mind of what's going on behind the scenes that it's like some i don't know cabal of third-party toys you know doing the rounds everybody loves a conspiracy yeah exactly that you're somehow you know sort of skimming some riches off you know <laughs> off the top there it's not, nothing like that honestly it's nothing like that there's no riches to be had there's no gravy train there or anything really do you know what i mean you get you get the odd free toy and very often you know very often they're knackered anyway not knackered but you know like i, I remember getting you know um unique toys allen uh was one i was like they were like oh you can keep that and i remember looking at it and being like cool because the paint is all scratched off the feet you know and it's, <laughs> you can see clearly in my review pictures that it is and i obviously mentioned it fine but you know it's not yeah all right free toy way it's not the condition that i would look to own do you know what i mean so it's 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 a it's a mixed bag it's all a mixed bag yeah but it's also fun as well like and it's a something privilege. that you have 
and it is a privilege mm. and it is fun. And I, so I think as much as, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about the reality of it, I don't want to lose sight of that part or, or sound not grateful for it because I'm hugely grateful for it. And it's been great for me. Though, you know, but I also wanted to say that I'm very thankful and I'm sure, you know, this will ring true for you as well. That uh, very, you know, very grateful for having a very supportive wife who, you know, who did say, did say to me at times, why are you doing this for free? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and seeing how much time and effort would go into it and, and me just being like, I, I guess, you know, I guess it's, it's, it's a hobby, you know, it's part of the hobby for me now or whatever. And, um, and, and, you know, it's sort of come good, which is great, but there were definitely times where it was kind of like, actually, this is a, you know, a bit of a, bit of a time sink, you know, or whatever. So, um, yeah, you know, my been, wife found some of the drama supportive. very weird in, yeah. in the community. Like, I think the whole galaxy meteor thing for her was like wild. No, same. Abstract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, trying to, trying to explain it to, to a spouse and being like, this is what people are saying online or whatever. And, and they're just like, what? <laughs> Do I mean, what do they think is going on? Do you know what I mean? It's, mm. it, I think it's that really kind of neutral, um, outside perspective, isn't it? Of people looking in and just thinking, this is just so weird. You know, this is just people with far too much time and imagination on their hands. Um, and yet to us, it's completely normal. That's the, it's strange, well, isn't it? I don't know about, I'd say normal, but certainly we, we kind of get the, the context yeah. of it a bit, I guess, don't we? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a funny old business, isn't it? Honestly, I think that, you know, if ever people do want to get into it, just don't expect it to be glamorous, I would say, but it is, but it is fun. Let's spend a little time talking about the privileges because I remember very clearly every now and then um, an item would come through and it was just spectacular. And it's probably something that I wouldn't have bought myself. And maybe it was um, that the item was so good that it didn't matter how many hours I spent with it and photographed it and reviewed it. And even if the review wasn't really widely shared or, or you know, read, because, you know, they ended up being super long reviews, some of them two and a half to three and a half thousand words sometimes with like 30, 40 photographs and people just wouldn't read them. Uh, but I would have really enjoyed it and I'd have an amazing toy at the end of it that ultimately, yes, probably if I bought it, I would have done the review anyway. So in a way, maybe that could be considered a free toy because I would have bought it. I would have done a review, would have photographed it, would have spent that time with it. But instead, I didn't pay for it. I did all that stuff. And then I had it in my collection. And there were some tremendous examples of of toys like that that I really, really enjoyed. And I have to say, Pandanus was one of them. You know, Pandanus was fantastic fun really fun my daughter still gets on my case for selling it she was that <laughs> fond of it pandas was one um there was a you know um fans toys stomp was another that was really nice felt like a privilege to to have handled that uh fans hobby double evil was one of those it was like that this is just amazing i you know i'm taking this out into the snow and it's going to be great that stomp you had to send it to me didn't you yep then you gave it back to me for free that did happen. I was trying to remember. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember you were you were upset to see it go, yeah. and because um, they'd said to me that I could keep it, and um, uh, I can't remember why. I think I had one on pre order already. Yeah, you did. You, you got a production version in the end. Yeah, and then and then I was like, well, have this one back then. Um, there was a lot of love for me attached to that stomp, which kind of makes me sad that I did have to sell it in the end because when we moved to this apartment. There yeah. was just no space for those yeah, third-party and masterpiece toys. They, they had to go. Thing. I had to totally trim my collection. And that was one of the items that had to go. But 
I do miss it. It was fantastic. Really, really good toy. That, that was a, that was a talking about privilege and all of that. That was a real one for me. Was those fans toys iron diebots. Um, I got you know in terms of reviews, I got I came to it quite late. I you know I didn't I wasn't in on Scoria. I wasn't in on Saw. Um, I don't think Sever actually. I think Stomp was probably the first. Sever one. was terrific as well. Sever really, was really really nice. great. They're good toys. All I, yeah. You know, I think all five of them. Yeah, Grinder was superb. Grinder is an amazing toy, really, really good. And that was—I remember actually getting Grinder and just being like, "Wow!" You know, like that felt like a real privilege. And then I got sent um, Fans Toys Phoenix, which on my blog is probably the most read review I've mm. done um, in terms of you know thousands Great looking of whatever. Figure. Yeah, Great right, just so nice. That felt like a real privilege. Yeah. I remember—I think I took it. Was it me that took it to the pub? Yes. Was it me that I remember it, was, it being in the pub, and there was like I mean there was probably fifteen or twenty of us there. Yeah, yeah. And we're sitting on the I, long table. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you seeing it. I remember you turning up and me being like, "Look at this," and you just being like, "Holy," you know, like amazed yeah, yeah. by it. I, I was stunned when I got my own one in hand. I was really, really uh, happy with it. Just exceptional. I remember transforming it in the pub, and everybody was just in awe of it. Just yeah, the yeah. size of it, the presentation of it. They didn't need know. to get any bigger than that, though, did they? No. That was good enough. Well, so I then mean, when Omega came along, it was yeah, okay, really we two boxes gonna... the size of a house. <laughs> that was that was a hard one to to review, just to take pictures of. I just remember it, it being made, like it made the Poxy Phoenix look small. Yeah. yeah and yeah, the Dino really and the Dinobots were just like these little figures in the middle of this playset. I remember I took a photo like that. But yeah. That that said, was... I remember being told, like, we're gonna send you a fans toys Omega Supreme. And and I was just mind blown i was just mm. like oh my god this thing is going to turn up because that would have been you know for me to that would have been a real do i want to go in on this or not do you know what i mean it was it would have been a real kind of a difficult one it, it, just amazing figure i remember it turning up you know and just being like absolutely blown away by it yeah, i remember yeah. having to custom built a setup a custom build a setup to take pictures of it you know because I, I couldn't get it into my existing setup, you know, where I was taking pictures and that, I had to kind of build a thing on my dining room table. Even tried building something outside at one point. So, you know, just trying to find room for it. Um, and then the base mode was the size of a double bed almost. It was ridiculous. You know, I remember like um, I had to build a thing and put like a, a board down on our spare bed. Um, and it had it all set up there with lights around and stuff. It was just, that was a mad one, just doing that and just like, you know, that was a whole day of just like sorting out how to photograph the thing. You know, it's just absolutely insane. Well, it's a fact so. that reviewing these toys has made us explore new avenues of photography. Yes. And I'm mm. grateful for that. I'm hugely mm. grateful for that because it has pushed me to do new things. And actually, yeah. that's why, as much as it is like, I think, I think my first thought would probably be, oh man, that was a tough gig. You know, that Fans Toys Omega Supreme. But it taught me a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I definitely learned a lot about taking pictures of massive toys. I can tell you, um, you know, some of what not to do, <laughs> probably. But uh, it, yeah, it's all good stuff, isn't it? All goes, all goes in the bank. All goes, uh, you know, all learn from it and everything. So, and uh, that's that's appreciated. And and yeah, some fantastic experiences. Some mind-numbingly awful ones as well. One or two, but mostly, you know, can't fault it. Yeah, I think it's important to say how fun it was and is, I guess in your case still. Getting new toys is always fun. It's brilliant. And there was a period of time where I didn't know what I was going to get through the post. So when I got a box with Galaxy Meteor, 
uh, Thunder Erebus skiff, you know, those kind of things in one box. It was a bit of a very a really skiff. special occasion. I thought, this is wonderful. You know, how cool is this? And Meteor, the regular Meteor as well, came in that box. It was, uh, yeah. I felt incredibly privileged. But at the same time, it was it was work to do this properly, to do this in a way that people appreciate, and not in a niche way, but in a way that appeals to people who aren't fans of third party, but would maybe read your material and watch it because it's you and because it's of a certain quality. And, you know, I'd had years of establishing myself as a fandom writer and researcher in order to to then be able to walk into this gig and say, hey, you should send me toys. I can do these justice and and people will read it. Maybe not loads, but some people will read it. But it was super fun. And um, it's an experience in this hobby that not everyone has had. And experiencing that side of the hobby, I don't know, can you say made you a better collector, made you a more rounded fan, just allowed you to see what a lot of people in the hobby are experiencing and enthusiastic about, whereas I could quite easily have just never been part of the third party thing at all and just yeah. never been, had that perspective. I don't know. I don't know about better collector, but it certainly gives you a, a perspective on on things for sure. And a better not, member of the fandom, maybe is a better way of saying it. <laughs> you, you you certainly get to hear a lot of opinions, you know, and and that is interesting. But it, it does, you know, it kind of clues you into the whole thing, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. And, and what people think, and what people like, and what people don't like, and yeah. you know, there there are things that I know even now, even today, that I mention in reviews that where I'm like, this isn't really a big deal for me, but. I know that people care about yeah, yeah. it, so I mentioned it's made it. Made you a you know? better content creator as well. Um, yeah, I think you do. You do kind of sharpen your 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 product a little bit, don't you? What you're putting out there, you do kind of refine that over over time. You, you and I have to say, starting on YouTube has been a big thing in that regard because very quickly you get a lot of feedback and quite instantaneous feedback where people are like, eh, "I didn't like this so much," or "I did like this," or "I missed it when you did this and you don't do that anymore." and I don't know. I don't. I don't act on all of it, but there is good stuff in there. Do you know what I mean? And you, and you have to kind of you have to kind of think about what people are going to respond to a little bit. Definitely. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely helped me to kind of you know hone those skills, I suppose. And I'm hugely grateful of that for sure. It gives you a different perspective as well, doesn't it, on everything? Like before that, you are, I don't know, more more of a fan, I suppose. But when you you feel like you contribute a little bit in this sort of, you know, when you're given the third party toys and you're sending them out before they've actually come out and stuff. Cause you do feel like you're trying to make the toys look really good to sell them to some degree, don't you? And yeah. And I think you have to have some belief in yourself that you are good at that, that I can take photographs of enjoying this toy in a way that other people may not have thought of. And I can bring the fun of this out for you to see. You've got to have mm. some degree of belief that you can do that. Yeah, because like when I did those spotter photographs, now I look back and they're horrible, like because they're on a camera phone. But I had so much fun at the time because I cut, I cut out and made like a little spinning death wheel. And I don't know if you remember, I think I tied yes. on the. Yeah, yeah, I do. The, Actually, oh, I do remember that. I can't remember the mate toys ones. I think I tied them onto it and had them so they were thrown because they came with oh, knives, didn't yeah, they? That's right. The fan size one. And I had so much fun. Like hours just went by, and I don't even remember editing. I don't even think I've properly edited photos. Your, so. your photos, man, honestly, are so creative and fun at times. There's definitely been plenty, of, plenty of times, countless times, where I've looked at stuff that you've done, and it's something that I've already reviewed, maybe or whatever. And then I see a picture that you've taken, and it's just 
such a kind of inventive, fun, creative way of of doing it and uh, presenting it. You know, it's like two figures that you've put together that I hadn't thought of or a little scene that you've created or whatever. And it, there's often a kind of playfulness or a kind of humor to it. And um, that's one thing that I don't do enough of sometimes is put a bit of humor in, I think. I, I very often kind of go for the kind of slightly more serious angle. And um, I do, I, I, I respect that. I think it's a, it's a good, it's, a, it's something that you do very well. Oh, thank you. You'll make me blush. Yeah. <laughs> and it's important to have enough content creators I love you. in the hobby <laughs> to get that wide range of outputs. Yeah. So that, yeah, definitely. You know, depending I, on what type of fan you are, you're catered to in terms yeah. of content creation. Yeah, everybody has a style for sure, and that, that you, you know you, you kind of uh, kind of do. Uh, you know, in terms of videos, I'll never be first, but I'll uh, I'll always have the softest focus. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so, but you know, I think, and uh, and that's worth acknowledging as well is that actually, uh, I was going to say, uh, you know, because we talked a bit about earlier about being first and all of this, and I think there is a kind of feeling of pressure sometimes to do this thing to be relevant. You know, the third whole third party scene is something that changes so quickly you know it's not about i mean for god's sake i was reviewing mp52 and that robot paradise was it robot paradise no that's um sound uh, that's the new fan stories what's it called the deformation wings the star screen mm-hmm. the third party star screen that they've just put out um you know i was reviewing mp52 and people were getting that in hand and reviewing that and and because i took a little while to get my mp52 review together and so people were commenting on it saying and what about deformation wings and i'm like oh god give me a minute do you know what i mean it's so <laughs> i'll get there maybe or not you know and it's just funny because there is this kind of feeling of like keep up keep up keep up but actually if i'm honest i don't stress about that i don't worry about it and i'll never be first with most stuff and that's fine uh, and i think it would be stressful to always try and be first i can't imagine what that would be like trying yeah. to have no. done what i did but also be first it was hard enough sticking to a tuesday deadline yeah. of all the stuff that needed to go into a written review never mind doing it in a way to be first I would have had to sacrifice my day job in many ways to have accomplished that yeah, yeah. You, you would do it would be all-encompassing and, and you know some people take real pride in being first and they get stuff out you know, they literally, you know, knock it out and, and that and and that is its own thing. That's just not my jam. That's not who I who 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 I am or what I'm focused on. So my my thing is much more, you know, you'll get it when you get it and hopefully you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, and that's cool, you know, and it is what it is. So but I think um just talking about enjoyment and stuff, Maz, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I think it's fair to say, is it, that by the end of your sort of third-party reviewing tenure, if you like, that you had come to not enjoy it so much? That was directly related to how I felt the third-party companies weren't at all appreciative of what I was creating because they just wanted a particular message out there. And when I wasn't doing that, they would then decide that they didn't want to work with me anymore. And that for me was, yeah, definitely soured the experience that... You know, I was actually involved involved in sometimes helping, for example, Ocular Max with what Sphinx should be like and what kind of what did the Diaclone have? You know, what should Mirage really have? You know, I was in contact with them during the concept phase of that, and I loved that toy so much. We had so many good experiences together; it was really fun to work with them. But in the end, they they were unhappy with a couple of reviews of what I said, and and that was the end of the relationship. And they weren't the only company that went that way. Yeah, I absolutely. Can see how that when everyone around you is, in your opinion, 
being an asshole, at some point you have to ask yourself, am I the asshole? You know, and I did do that. Absolutely, I did. But if I look back now, I wouldn't have behaved differently because it would have meant not being honest in my review and in what I felt for the toys. So I really did enjoy the whole experience very much. I wouldn't want to do it today again, but that's mm. mainly down to the amount of time involved. And I know how much time it takes and I don't have that kind of time I wish to give to it now because of two kids and a different kind of job and a different kind of life. But I think that's that's a really important thing to say. And I think that's, I guess that's kind of where my mind was going because I remember talking to you about it at the time and you were still kind of soldiering on and trying to kind of make the best of it. And I remember we had a conversation where I think, I think I maybe even said to you, you know, why, why, why carry on then? Do you know what I mean? Why keep doing it if you don't? And I think I think you were really kind of on the brink of like, actually, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I mean? It got to the point where people were sending me a box full of toys that I hadn't asked for, and they wouldn't cover customs, even though yeah. I hadn't asked them. And then they, you know, they wouldn't then send me the ones that were for me after I had moved them on or sent them back. And I there was one figure I took out the box, I touched it and I was like, nope, it's coming back to you. I'm not doing this. I don't want to review this toy. It's just nope. Yeah. And You really it, don't want to lose control of the hobby, do you? Like, no, of you your enjoyment of the hobby. Right, right exactly. exactly. Yes. If, I, if I wanted to do reviewing the way I need it to be for my standard, it would um, be too much of a sacrifice on everything else in my life at the moment. That's why yeah. I can't even do articles for TF Square One blog at, at this moment in time. But I think that's that's the important thing is that there's no that's I guess that's the the realization, isn't it? There's no obligation with any of no. this. There's no there's no need to force yourself through um, a process that is not fun. It should be fun, and if it's not, don't do it. And that is something that I would say of anything in this hobby because. Right. It's it's got to be a sort of universal truth, you know. It's supposed to be a fun hobby. You're supposed to mm -hmm. enjoy it, and there will always be aspects that you enjoy less than others. But you know, third party reviewing is like anything else. If it's a chore or it's not going well, don't do it. Just just don't do it. That's it's the end of the day, isn't it? Does that mean I don't have to do the editing for this episode this week? That's different. No, you do have to <laughs> because it's your turn. It's a third party <laughs> six o party. Remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a funny old game, isn't it? All of it, but I think it's it's a good laugh. It's you know some great experiences, some wonderful anecdotes, some less favourable experiences as well. But at the end of the day, you you do it for as long as you enjoy it until you don't. Yep, I, I don't think um, if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't have the job I have today. A lot of what I said in my interviews was the fact that I had to deal with multiple international clients and companies, <laughs> which is, was a fact. I had to deal with people in lots of different languages. I had to sort of produce a product that I had faith in and was my style, but had to meet their approval in a way. And when it didn't, I knew about it. And while also writing for a retailer's page. And of course, there were wonderful occasions where these companies allowed me to do photography for their box you know, for their packaging. And I've kept that yeah. packaging because it means the world to me, even though my relationship with them doesn't exist anymore. And that kind of stuff, I remember showing the people who are currently my managers, like in the interview, like, oh, I also did photography. So this is how my relationship developed with them. And I wrote for them and stuff. And no, I, it was, I'm so glad it happened. I really am. I wouldn't change it. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think my wife has ever been probably more excited or proud about my hobby than when she saw pictures she saw the box with my pictures on it yeah. of the some of the make toys seekers and things you know the the more recent ones well rightfully uh, so 
yeah, yeah, she was really psyched about it. It was it was a nice feeling. Nice that feeling. is amazing. That's something to be really proud of. Yeah, it was that was cool. That was a real and that's you know that's a yeah it's a good experience. It's been a real positive for all of us though, and like for me, it's like the friends I've made, like you guys, like we wouldn't be here now. I don't think if I sure. got involved mm-hmm. in doing this, and because I don't think we'd have had sort of the conversations we had that made us become really good friends. I think there's a there's, there's it's a weird bonding thing, isn't yeah. it? Of like us all having been through the same experiences, you know, even just right. getting the same toys and sending them on to each other at mm-hmm. the time, and you know, all of that. And I think it's there is there is yeah, it's definitely brought us together. Yeah, there's not a lot of people who you can sit down and share stories of this side of the hobby with who will know what you've been through and will have seen it through their own eyes as well. So that that's a rarity. And and, and it's very much a time as well. It feels like yes. a, a certain era. Oh, absolutely. Like when everybody, when there was a s- certain excitement for a certain sort of type of toy, it's not really the same now, I yeah. think. And when everybody was trying to get things first in a way, it was almost like an arms race, weren't there as well? It was, it was yeah. Kind of but like Sixo stuck it out and he's yeah. won. Is this what winning feels like? Is this winning? (laughs) He's Galvatron on that Marvel Comics cover, isn't he? Just on the pile of the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's me. So, yeah. Wow, what a perspective. (laughs) I've not thought of it that way. I was just going to say, here's one thing for you, and this is just a sign of, you know, how it's all brought us together. There aren't many uh, shared hobbies that you can have where something arrives in the post from one of your your fellow reviewers, fellow hobbyists, whatever, uh, and they say to you, oh, by the way, watch out, because I might have left my blood on it. More than one person as well. <laughs> oh, man. Just like when you hear that, and you're like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll just disinfect that lightly before Can I... Can you imagine the mystical energy which must be held within that one sample <laughs> that has drawn blood from us all. I mean, someone could have some really crazy power over us if they had got their I think it was that. Fans Toy Spotter that had, you cut yourself away. on it. Oh, well, I think it was. I think you cut yourself yeah, on yeah, it. And then I, I cut myself on it, certainly, uh, and did disinfect it before I sent it on. Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, so many occasions of just looking at that toy going, why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the ultimate. That's the one where everybody that kind of talks about it is like... I- I remember that with the. Um, do you remember the Opticlones, the KFC reflector? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had those. Was, they were fun. Oh, that that was a wonderful set of toys. But I got it first, took my photos, sent it on, and it went around the houses. And then they said I could keep it, so it came back. But it came back with like with blood and stuff on it, and I still don't know and who it was to this day. And stuff. What's and yeah. stuff? And stuff. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I've got like a little forensic lab to identify yeah, what the should. stuff was. Get a black light like, on them. Yeah. Or oh, don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of cleaning was involved <laughs> you know honorable mention to um unique toys sorda the sandstorm that oh, they yeah. sent out with no oh, instructions that thing was I great mean, that was horrific yeah but i am glad to have experienced it that was grim i remember taking that thing on holiday with me to the lake district and uh but it never came back well <laughs> just lobbed it into a lake temptation to throw it off a mountain do you know what i mean but uh, yeah there was one afternoon of, of, of briefly trying to figure out how to transform it before i just went sod this and just went out for a walk with the fam do you know what i mean so yeah, it's yeah. like what am i doing with this thing honestly see it's these kind of shared experiences well we could probably go on about this for quite a lot longer um and i still think there's probably scope for doing another quite more general third-party episode in the future. But uh, that'll do for th- the third-party review scene. I just want to remind everyone that you can follow us on social at Triple Takeover 
on Facebook and Patreon. And we are triple underscore takeover on Twitter and Instagram. Speaking of Patreon, we we have a yeah we have a patron we may, maybe mentioned it before uh we have four glorious tears i'm going to keep doing that because yeah. i like it um but yeah we have four tiers of loveliness uh we've got lots of stuff free minisodes at the top tier we've got exclusive early access to regular episodes uh at the second tier uh, or you can just sign on at the bottom tier it's a quid a month just to say that you love us and that you support us. Literally that, one pound a month, just for keeping us going, keeping the lights on. So uh, you can sign up there. That's at uh, yeah patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. We also have a Redbubble store as well, where you can get all kinds of merch. You can get pencil cases, you can get clocks, you can get wallets, you can get um, iPhone cases, Samsung cases, you can get uh, mugs, loads of mugs, cool mugs. You can get hats, clothes, t-shirts, jumpers, sweatshirts, all kinds of stuff. And leggings. With some leggings with some really cool designs on there. And that is at redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. So check that out as well. And uh, we would love to give our typical episode shout out to our six O's butlers, the top tier. That's another benefit of the tier that we, we say thank you. So a big thank you to Nick. Dean Watts, Danny Roberts, Chris C137, Andy, Cannon, Preston, Brian Fox, Chris, Billy Ho, Spider Father, Adam Shoemaker, Zachary Blader, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Masaru, Dave Dalrymple, Snowcrack, Absurd, Geo Kaiser, Yusufer, John Pearl, Cliff Saras, Loxer, Troisef, Anthony Karch, and Alec Mir. And one of our tiers also allows the asking of a question that we will answer on the show. And we are picking the question from Matt on dioramas, where he says, hey, guys, would love to know how you got into creating dioramas for your photography, how you started and any tips for people looking to give it a try. That's quite an easy one. I've just always done that. It's always been in my photography and it's just how I played with toys as a kid, you know, just repurposing bits from other bits and so if you look at my all my photos it's always toys from other places it's just anything that fits so like the starcom crates are fantastic because they're so versatile and they get used in anything and yes yeah, a lot of stuff pilfered from wilco's and pet shops and anywhere really anything it's i think there's a uh i don't know like a danger sometimes where people think there's just like a one-stop shop for perfect mm. toy scenery but 99% of it is just stuff cobbled from the most unlikely of sources. Like grass was when I was laying a fake grass lawn outside and I cut a little bit up thinking this would go quite well with some Predacons or Jurassic Park. It's just being creative, really. You just use your imagination. Imagination is a big one, actually. A, a lot mm. of my ideas came from watching sci-fi and just watching movies and cartoons. I mean, you're talking about crates from Starcom. Those crates where the Diaclone-powered suits come in, I've repurposed those so many times. Yeah, as so like many scenery, of them. buildings, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it for me, it started because I, I realized that my photos needed to be more creative to stand out. I couldn't just do the solid backgrounds. I had to start putting other things in there. And yeah, repurposing toys, like so many Transformers and Diaclone-related toys, you just stand them upright in vehicle mode and they look like futuristic towers. And then you could just like build and... Well, you certainly, you certainly got your money's worth out of that Wei Jiang yeah. trailer, didn't you? And I still have it. Yeah, <laughs> Stand it up, upside down, half open, half closed, trailer mode, base mode, everything. I've tried everything with it, and it's just it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it always looks good. So It's the same for me, really. I mean, I've got some purposeful, like, proper diorama bits, you know, so like some of the road, uh, road pieces and things that I have are actual diorama bits that I 
you know, purchase from a shop that makes little, uh, very often like hobby stuff, you know, so whether it's wargaming and that kind of thing, you know, so there's, there's often stuff just about finding it in the right scale sometimes. But then as Liam said, it's not, I wouldn't limit yourself to that, you know, because there's actually tons of stuff. I mean, I've got some fake plants. I've got rocks from my garden, uh, you know, sort of blue slate rocks and that that I use. I do have some fake rocks as well, some like proper model, um, you know, like train rocks, train uh, sort of train railway train type scenery rocks. I've got, um, you know, bits of, as you said, fake grass from Wilco, uh, loads of stuff, buildings, some of which is, again, intended for kind of toy scenery. Some the shipping crates I love. The oh, shipping yeah, crates cool. you have, those are yeah, so yeah, yeah. good. Especially the bright more. pink one in that recent photo you posted. I think it was of the repainted tidal wave or something yeah, yeah, up yeah. in the corner. Super. Yeah, yeah, it's, they're, they're lovely, those. I really like them. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of stuff that you amass. And I think, I think it is just a question of just get going with it. Just what have you got already in the house now that you could use creatively and then start to explore but it does the one thing i'd say and liam would would i know agree with me on this because we've talked about it many times the only thing with it is is that it becomes a bit like not addictive but you end up spending far too much time trying to source different stuff and just looking at the most crazy of uh you know avenues online just trying to think about oh where could i get something that looks like this so thank you matt for your question remember um if if you're part of that tier where you can ask questions we will address them on the show so you know We've still got quite a few open slots for questions, so please do submit them on Patreon and uh, we will address them on the show. And uh, a big thank you to TF Source again for sponsoring us. Remember, tfsource.com, go there for your Transformers and third-party needs. They have you covered. Liam, where can our followers find you on social? I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Soapbox. And remember, fans hobby, send me free toys. I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm at 6OTF. And you can find me at TFSquare1 on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much for joining us. We do hope there are no refunds requested for QC errors in this episode and that you'll be willing to pay for the show-accurate re-recording mere months from now. But hey, at least we made it out before Fans Toys Fort Max. Free toys. No beat them all. Free toys.